Grand Touring Motorsports started as a social group of car enthusiasts, but we've expanded into all sorts of motorsports disciplines, and we want to share our stories with you. Years of racing, wrenching, and motorsports experience brings together a top-notch collection of knowledge and information through our podcast, Break Fix. Hey everybody, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And we're with Everything I Learned From Movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. We're actually on another podcast, babe. What? I know, I know. I tricked you once again. <laughs> Wait, but I took a left when we came down the hall. Oh, the interwebs are very mysterious, but we are here on Grand Touring Motorsports Break Fix Podcast. Welcome. Oh, what's up? Welcome back, Steve and Izzy. How you guys doing? Great, Good. great. How about you? Not too bad. Last time we talked, we went a whole gamut of different car-related movies, and we did it in a drag race format. But this time we decided, why don't we hone in on one special gem in the movie world? And with me tonight is our co-host, Brad, as well as our executive co-producer of the drive through series, Tanya, and a fan favorite, Mountain Man Dan. Yeah! Hey. How's everybody doing? So before we get started, I just have to say, Eric, we need to up our podcast game and we need a jingle. I, I know, right? We need we need a harmonized jingle because we're missing out big time. Look, I'll tell you, the key to success is marry your co-host. It's so much easier to get scheduling. Is that legal here in Maryland, Eric? Can we do that? <laughs> I, I think it I is. Think Maryland was one of the first. <laughs> I mean, what would our what would our jingle sound like? Everything I learned from driving, and I didn't crash. <laughs> well, I think they might sue us for copyright infringement. Uh, yeah, that. that's probably not good. <laughs> no, worse, we judge you. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, eh, we did it better. <laughs> anyway, we would auto tune it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, what movie are we talking about tonight, guys? Oh man, we are talking about a movie I didn't even know really existed. 1978s. Corvette Summer. Wait, your dad never said the joke every time you were watching any Star Wars movie? Hey, that's the guy from Corvette Summer? No. <laughs> okay. Well, my dad has a sense of humor. Sorry, babe. <laughs> I mean, I tried to write an intro for this, and I came up with one line, and I stole it. It says, a high school grad and a hooker in training try to track down his stolen Corvette. Need we say more? That basically it's, sums it up. No, no, no. It's not his. They just yes. tried to track down a Corvette. <laughs> a stolen Corvette. <laughs> Belongs to the school. Uh, They're trying to hunt down school property. So that's a that's a good student right there. So much cringe. So much cringe. <laughs> Look, schools used to care about their students. I guess. I guess. I mean, I mean, I any school that serves a minor scotch in a tin cup, and we'll get to right? that. Oh, we will. By the way, did you guys go to shop class when you were in high school? Like, was it still around? I don't know if it's still a thing. But... We didn't have one at Damatha. I spent the majority of my high school career in the auto shop class. So nice. This was very similar in the aspect of being in the shop class, working on stuff. So. I can relate to it. You took field trips to the junkyard too? No, those were uh, trips with my stepfather. I mean, I know it's the backyard, the back 40, but still. Is that where Daniel gets the idea for all these diamonds in the rough? (laughs) (laughs) Diamonds in the rust. (laughs) Excellent. Well, before we get started, I don't know. We're too sober to talk about this. Oh, that's very, very true. Too sober. Uh, So from Wasatch Brewery here near Salt Lake City, Utah, we have their Devastator Double Buck. 
Yeah. Which is 8% alcohol by volume. Man, this is one of our favorite beers. It's pretty fantastic. Let's see. If you're going to sin, sin big. Our double bock is a sweet, toasty, and rich, but finishes gentle. This beer has developed a serious cult following. Imagine that, a cult in Utah. Ah, can't be true. <laughs> and Matop. Oh, my top. <laughs> In harmony. <laughs> well, on, on our side, I'm leading the charge with a GTM paddock favorite because only the finest things come in red solo cups. This is the one, the only, the Jaeger monster. Half mm. Jaeger, half sugar-free white monster. This is legit. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. It's ABV. I don't know anything. You know, I it call works. it my sugar-free white monster as well. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's what she Honey, said i told you no more sure. pillow talk on the I'm sorry. podcast i'm sorry just the sugar-free it was too perfect it's all protein it's all protein <laughs> we could just anyway, do this for it? an hour and a half we don't need to talk about the movie this would be better radio i know you're not supposed to drink and drive but you can definitely drink and pod and <laughs> thousand percent and i wish i had pre-gamed for this movie so Speaking of pre-gaming, Steve, tell us all about this wonderful piece of 70s. Well, I mean, to start off, it comes from <laughs> writer-director Matthew Robbins. Who's he, Steve? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. This was actually his first movie. Whoa. <laughs> you can and tell. then he went on to do, what? okay, these are some great movies that will definitely pop up on our podcast eventually. <gasps> Dragon Slayer. You've all seen oh. that one, right? I think that's the uh, Peter McNichol when he's like 18 or something. Fighting oh, a dragon. okay. Yeah, yeah. The Legend of Billie Jean. Oh, Jesus. It's <laughs> a winner. Batteries Not Included. We all oh, saw that when we were kids. We talked to the writer of that. That's a gem. Oh, we sure did. That's right. Yeah. This is Wilson. And a 1991 movie called Bingo, which I had to look up. It's about a runaway circus dog befriending a boy. And it stars Kurt Fuller, Glenn Shaddix, and a bear. I'm in. <laughs> This October. Right. Uh, Wait, is the all... dog's name Bear? No, no, no it, it stars a bear. Apparently, it, there's a dog, and of course, because he's a circus dog, there's also got to be a circus bear. Wow. Is that like the Clint Eastwood movie with the monkey? What was that called? <laughs> every, every which way, which way Right turn, Clyde is a famous line from that. Or any which way you can. That is that the mattered. sequel? I mean, the only dog that ever mattered to me in the movie was Fred from Smokey and the Bandit. I'm just going to lay it out there. You never watched Homeward Bound? Oh, Homeward Bound. That touched If you didn't cry when Shadow fell down that hole, you have no soul. Mm. I think you just described Eric to a T. (laughs) (laughs) I associate with Darth Vader, but we'll talk about that later. (laughs) (laughs) But you may be wondering, Matthew Robbins, you said he's a writer too. How did he start off with something huge like Corvette Summer? Yeah, the the sequel to the Star Wars franchise. Uh, He wrote Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Mimic from the mid-90s. You remember that one? Yeah. Probably mistake it with The Relic. Uh, (laughs) Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, Crimson Peak, and coming soon, he wrote Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio that's coming out next year, apparently, with the voice talents of Kate Blanchett, Tilda Swinton, Ron Perlman, Christoph Waltz, Ewan McGregor, Finn Wolfhard, John Turturro, and Tim Blake Nelson. So he wrote some of my favorite movies of all time? Apparently. That's a pretty great cast for the new Pinocchio movie, by the way. I mean, who knew Corvette Summer would launch this epic career? Right. <laughs> Nobody. Um, indeed. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, of course, the cast, we have legendary thespian Mark Hamill as Kenneth W. Dantley Jr. This was basically his follow-up to Star Wars, like, immediately after. Is it before or after the accident? We were trying to figure it out. 
would be after if it's after Star Wars. Yeah, so we got a little fun fact about it. Both of the film's leads were in car accidents prior to principal photography. The other one, uh, Annie Potts, you might know her best as Janine from Ghostbusters. This is her feature film debut. She's also. Why, why does everybody women. know her best from Ghostbusters? Did nobody watch Designing Women? I say yes. Yeah, she was on Designing <laughs> Women, apparently. But you know, cinema. Not, who's seen that not, movie not TV. Like or show? Seven or years. Is <laughs> she a sugar baker? Oh, it's sugar gonna well, she's also like the grandma on Young Sheldon or something now, and no yes. one knows that. Really? I did not know that. Because nobody watches TV anymore. We stream it all. But to your point, yeah. we were looking at this, and it's her fourth IMDb credit, but it turns out it's her first movie. And Tanya found something pretty interesting about her being in her first movie, and this being her first movie. Oh. Well, there was a Golden Globe Award for New Star of the Year, which she was nominated for with this movie. Ooh, oh, my. Wow. Unfortunately, she lost out to um, somebody I've never heard of, Irene, Irene Miracle from <laughs> the movie Midnight Express. Oh, I see oh, Midnight Express. Yeah, how about that? Let's Just see. proves how terrible the 70s were. We also found out that that <laughs> award was subsequently removed two years later, so it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> the last one, yes, they moonlighted that out, and uh, Sandal Bergman from Conan the Barbarian was yeah. the last to receive that award. <laughs> and then they're That's... like, well, we can't top that. Okay, I was say, like, what have we watched? She's the girl from Puppet Master. Annie Potts? No, Irene Miracle. Oh. We've seen her and stuff. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. And she won it for, what, what movie was it? Midnight, Midnight Express. Express. Oh, Midnight Express. Oh, okay. You confused it with Pineapple Express. I, I got it. It's or Sugarland mm-hmm. Express. Or, or Polar Express. Express. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was the, uh, the Tom Hanks CGI thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> She was the bear, I think. <laughs> well, if we're talking trivia too, Mark Hamill, right? I, I don't even think of him as Luke Skywalker anymore. When somebody says Mark Hamill, I immediately think the Joker from Batman, oh. right? Batman the Animated oh. Series. Okay, guys, I'll throw this out there. Mark Hamill, <laughs> especially in this movie, he's an okay looking guy, but he's, oh, like, he's like Ron Howard. Like, eh, he's a weird, awkward looking teen. Look. Thank God he got a career as a voice actor. <laughs> well, this probably why he got a career as a voice actor, because who wanted him to be the leading man in Hollywood movies? He just... Obviously George Lucas. Well, <laughs> but, but you gotta consider the audience be the there. best looking guy at a church potluck. Somebody said it, and I don't remember who it was. He's a weird looking dude, and he's an ugly woman. Like, he can't do either <laughs> one. He was an ugly young man, which he wasn't that young in this movie, but he was an ugly young man heading towards middle age, but he's actually a much better looking older man. So he's like finally after 50 years aged into himself. Meanwhile, Annie Potts. (laughs) Holy cow. Wow. What a looker. Annie Potts can get it. Yeah, she is a, she is a, goddamn cutie in this movie I'm like, <laughs> she, she, she reminded me of like a mini me version of sigourney weaver from alien she kind of had that with the hair and everything she had that very like petite kind of but sigourney weaver is like eight feet tall so i was thinking <laughs> i was thinking what's her face from uh, my cousin Vinny? she had oh, that marissa kind of Tomei. Marissa yeah, Tomei. yeah, yeah. we need to do an episode just on leading ladies <laughs> do an episode apparently just on wafy burnettes there you go well we'll talk about her costumes as we go along as well because i got which one is as the drive-thru lady or as the prostitute in training or as the car wash or whatever however many 50 million jobs she had at the beginning of this movie i love her hustle 
<laughs> it was it was good. Gotta and, respect it. Respect the hustle. I mean, she even shows up as a Bond girl towards the end, right? Yeah, yeah. Excuse me, do I know you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we start off, of course, in everybody's favorite location, the junkyard. Woo! Just just looking at all these prime 60s and 70s cars just stacked on top of one another like hamburgers i love how they're in their prime in the junkyard yeah (laughs) the prime of when cars were made (laughs) that that opening scene i know dan got super excited like you know he was he was all his blood pressure was all the way up he was looking looking for parts for his car a thousand percent right (laughs) but i'm sitting there looking at this going oh my god this is going to be like other 70s movies it had that grainy look to it you know the way they filmed it back then and Mm -hmm. with the music and i'm just like what are we doing in this and i'm like oh god i'm preparing for an hour and 44 minutes of torture i'm just like oh boy oh come on the, the soundtrack was pretty funky i liked it, it, was. it was the, song, glitter, but... the glitter it, was a nice touch oh yeah the, the oh my sound, god I, the soundtrack was 100 percent john carpenter i made a note that the soundtrack the did not fit the movie at all to me we watched two movies today my brain yeah. stopped working yeah, we, we watched shadow in the cloud came out last year by the way Never very mind. interesting movie but yeah that's the john carpenter one sorry my brain slime the family stone that's or right something. Yeah. i'm gonna quiz dan and what was in the crusher before he found the Corvette? Were you paying attention? Are you talking about the Rambler? Oh, ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. That's easy. It said it on the front of the car. You got, I wanted <laughs> yeah, to see if he was exactly. paying attention. <laughs> it was spelled out for him. Joe Dirt spent a lot of time try, trying to track down a Rambler. All right. <laughs> well, apparently Mark Hamill spends a lot of time tracking down a Corvette. So here we go. <laughs> I well, love luckily, the fact that the second line in the movie was there's a Volkswagen. We could turn right? it into a buggy. <laughs> Dude, buggy. I, did, I did notice that. Nothing foreign. <laughs> but I, I gotta I gotta be honest, of all the times, and Dan could probably say this too, that we've spent in junkyards, even as kids before we knew each other, I have never seen a Corvette in the junkyard. Yeah, it's true. I I've never yeah, seen one. Never I, seen I've seen it. a couple of Camaros, but yeah, no nah, Corvettes. No Corvettes. So I, I'm already suspending disbelief at this point, right? So let's right. go from there. Oh, I'm going to say my reason for thinking there's never been any Corvettes in junkyards is because they're fiberglass. They're not worth anything to the junkyard. So <laughs> people show up with them like, hey, <laughs> I mean, that thing was pretty roached out. I'm really surprised. This is the car, you know, and he's screaming. And, and I think the funniest part of that particular scene is when he gets to the control booth and he's yelling at the guy. He's like, hey, 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 hey. And both my wife and I are like, just, just hit the freaking button. The button, yeah. the button, the red button. Do you see the button? The big red one that says hit here. Yeah. I mean, it but, took but forever. See, like, that, but that sets us up for that, like, he's this high school kid who's not that good at stuff, but he's good at cars. You're absolutely right. I'm like, what is going on? So so where do we go from there, guys? Basically, yeah, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker jumps in at the last minute to save the vet from being crushed. And then we go to shop class and uh, we get a nice little montage of, like, like the car being made and yeah yeah and you know, all i could think was luke, luke skywalker has to build a 10 second car for dom toretto yeah <laughs> so let's talk about shop class so eugene roche i guess is how you pronounce his last name or rock roche i guess i looked at i literally turned to my wife because we watched the movie together i said isn't that the guy who played the dad on home improvement wasn't that like jill's dad or whatever but i mistook him for somebody else but that guy's been in a ton of movies oh, yeah. but he has this reputation for kind of 
kind of being a little skeezy. So I already, I already had something forming in my head as we went along and I don't want to spoil it for folks till we get there. But I was like, man, what is going on? Oh, we also get a, get to see that a uh, little Kenny, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker, he lives in a trailer park with his mom and we see her as she's like getting back from a date or whatever late at night. He's been locked out of the house. And then, uh, then we get the little like kiss on the lips between them. Guys, how old were you when you stopped kissing your mom on the lips? Uh, Five. Wow. Yeah. Three. <laughs> I was gonna say my daughters gave up at maybe two. <laughs> but I, I I will not forget that scene because she's like, "Come here, give mom a kiss." And as soon as they have, my wife goes, "What the f?" <laughs> <laughs> Damn, trailer park Boundary, boundaries, boundary issues. It was the seventies. Come on, it wasn't just some short little peck though. There was like some oh, length yeah. to that kiss, which was like the creepy part. Oh, she like grabbed the back of his head. I'm like, what is going on? Oh, Steve, kiss me like I'm your mom. Oh, no, God, what? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> but I realized something very quickly. There's a parallel between this and A New Hope in this movie and in that one. Luke Skywalker doesn't have a dad. Mm, and he kisses Aww. a family member. Wait. Hey! <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, we find out he's, like, failing, I don't know, science or whatever. And you know the teacher's a real dick when they spell out D-minus, M-I-N-U-S on the paper? That's, like, rubbing it in, right? Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) And then you go back to the scene where he's in shop again, and he's working on now David Carradine's Death Race 2000 Corvette. Did you guys see this hood? What was going on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely Death Race 2000. Yeah, like I kept expecting, uh, fuck, I'm trying to think of a stupid name for a character, uh, Machine Gun Joey or whatever to come out. (laughs) No, no, instead you got the annoying friend Danny Bonaducci coming out. That was the redhead in the movie. Oh, yeah, the redhead guy Coots or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I couldn't believe that. At first I was like, what? Who? No, no way. But I will say the movie. It was a cameo appearance at, you know, nine years old or whatever. What got me though is, you know, he's doing all this work and people, I have to inform you, as Dan mentioned, Corvettes have been made of fiberglass since the early 1950s. So when he's sanding and doing all this work with no mask on, I'm like, yeah, those are those California laws, you know, that we have now about breathing in things and whatnot. I'm like, dude, this is not cool. What was all so young and youthful. (laughs) (laughs) And then we thought about his health and safety. I did, right? (laughs) You're such a dad. (laughs) It was a big red OSHA stamp on there. No, no. Where's the inspector? Guys, I just want to let you know our 20-year-old podcast, Mr. Pickles, has entered the scene and he's great at unplugging things. Nice. If you hear jingly bells or we just disappear, blame Mr. Pickles. In fact, <laughs> we have lots of fans who love Mr. Pickles. Says, Damn it, Pickles. Correct me, they revealed the car before the giant makeout music montage, right? Yeah, yeah. They well, they kind of tease it, and then yeah, he does like the lonely walk where he walks by and people are just making out really stationary and slowly as he's walking by, and then Cat casually like walks into the prom and i'm like did you not hear the music or something (laughs) but then it was like all over town like i was i felt like we were watching like an american in paris suddenly it's like why is everybody (laughs) making out all over the place yeah he walks by the eiffel tower and then the (laughs) leaning tower of pisa and then streetcar goes by yeah it's because it was the 70s so I got to ask, when they unveiled the car for the first time, open the garage door and he rolls out in a plume of tire smoke. What did we think? Let's do a round robin. Knee jerk. What did everybody think? Tanya. 
Hot trash. Dan. Why? Brad. Hot wheels come to life. Steven Izzy, what did you think? What's your gut reaction? Kids. You know what I thought? And this is the nerd in me. I looked at this thing and I go, damn, we just stepped into the Transformers movie. It's Hot Rod. Come to life. Right? Yes. Yeah, Rod and Mr. I had sort of a similar thing, but more a film nerd thing. I was like, I wonder what's faster, that thing or the Wraith? <laughs> Ooh, nice pull. <laughs> I was just like, I was watching some of, that just where my brain went. I'm like, huh, what would win in a race? That or the Wraith car? All right. <laughs> it's not the I'm most aerodynamic hood you've ever seen in your life, but uh, it'll what? take in that air. What is the car from the wraith i forget i want to say it's a pontiac something i can't remember yeah, it's like it's a, i think that's where the pontiac banshee came yeah, from yeah and it was, was like a concept prototype. for that yeah they put a lot of time and money into that 15 second quarter mile corvette <laughs> all right it is a dodge m4s turbo interceptor yeah yeah we were wrong right. we were all wrong it's a mopar i'm now suddenly proud Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well i guess after he uh casually walked into the prom or whatever the his uh, shop teacher saw him there i guess he was a chaperone or something and he uh follows him back to the shop because i don't know he uh, either followed him or heard a noise from the prom i don't know whatever but he walks in and is like oh the kid's Who's gonna running jerk off on that car <laughs> oh, yeah. he's only like oh you're not sticking your dick in the gas tank again are you we don't have <laughs> kind of wax budget we're a public school kid well here let me let me give you some whiskey dick let's go drink some scotch and a Dixie cop back here and, uh... See, he's just trying to save the school some money. <laughs> hey, he had he was high class. He had ten prison cups. I'm drinking out of a red solo cup here, people. I mean, oh, my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to jump on that because immediately we pause the movie because my wife goes, "Hold on a second. This guy's like a senior in high school, junior. Like we're trying to figure out how old he is at this point." Mm-hmm. And she goes, wait, was alcohol legal at that age in the 70s? And and it turned into this 20 minute, we're going to search Google and find out the laws and all this kind of thing. Turns out in 1933, California passed the law that the legal drinking age was 21. So a little nerd fact there. So I was like, Oopsie. You never had the uh, pool teacher who slipped yeah, you on illegal? I think that was a foreshadowing into the character of yeah. the teacher that you find out about later. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's think about this. Uh, cars are also stolen in this movie. Prostitution is fairly rampant. Yeah, there's some illegal things going on. Prostitution is uh, just like a hobby. Luke's that was amazing. That was a Prostitution is like a potential career path for a young woman. After yeah. she's been an amateur for so long, which basically means whoring. She wants <laughs> to go pro <laughs> that was one of the best lines what did she, what did she say she goes uh she goes <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, go pro or something yeah she goes i'm a trainee time comes when every amateur goes pro i'm like damn that's awesome you go girl own it girl so we're still like kind of in this period of the car is new and hot right they're bringing it on the scene and after i did the whole tra- trying to get the transformers imagery out of my head the next thing that popped into my mind was why the hell is this thing right hand drive bingo but no fur in cars we're gonna take it domestic and make it right hand drive mm-hmm. but brad you found an answer to that didn't you i did it's because mark hamill wanted to be able to sit closer to the curb so he could holler at the ladies that is actually written on imdb can you believe that by someone who made it up i'm sure so does that imply that he actually thought that was a car that should be driven around on public roads when the movie wasn't filming that was probably his personal car oh absolutely he probably owns that car yeah he had star wars money baby hey baby you want to see a jedi lightsaber he bought a stingray (laughs) with his star wars money 
I mean, you think about it, all the young individuals at that time, like Dirk Diggler, wanted a Corvette. You know, Not that, that Corvette. Who wants a C3 Corvette? Seriously. At that time, it, it, I, would take I don't understand it looking back, but it was like a lot of the At the time, everybody was like, eh, it's a Corvette. Yeah. <laughs> See, that or a Pinto, am I right? I, I mean, they modeled the car for the ambiguously gay duo off of that Corvette. I mean, come on, right? I mean... <laughs> oh my goodness so then we're on this street race scene like suddenly we're in fast and the furious yeah the teacher takes the school build team to the drag races well your drag race is just dragging up and down the strip yeah, that's, that's just, all just like, yeah, it's american the ladies on your pa that's a running up and down the strip friday night saturday night in any small yeah. town back in the day yeah, the, police didn't down care. the police were police were standing right in the middle of the road they didn't care yeah, can i okay. say something when they're standing in the middle of the road it happens like four times this movie i'm like okay get hit him with the car again because <laughs> it, it happens later but well, it is a death race car i mean come on right I've got a pop quiz for you guys, though. Did anybody notice what kind of motorcycles the police were riding? Uh, BMW? Close, because it is a a foreign motorcycle. It's a Moto Guzzi. It was a Moto Guzzi? I was going to say a Triumph. No, it was a Moto Guzzi. Italian. Well, I I got a quiz for you then, too. If you remember, since you were talking about Mark Hamill leaning out the window of the Corvette, pulling up to the curb, when he pulled up... Is that how he lost his arm for Uh, Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A thousand percent. Did you spot the car that was behind him? I'll give you a, a hint. It was white. The first time they showed the car from the aerial view when he was downtown for the drag race. Challenger from uh, Vanishing Point. Alvis oh. Gray Lady. It is. Armingia. The only car built in Canada, a Bricklin. That's not the only car that was built in Canada, though. Camaro. No, no. The only car that has ever been manufactured from Canada, not built in, assembled in Canada. Oh, okay. <laughs> But anyway, moving on. The drag races were terrible. Yeah, well, yeah. So yeah. I love the burnout before the drag race too. And then you launch during your burnout. That's that's a great way to go really fast. Yeah, that's how you go faster. Come on. Anybody who's ever stood in a parking lot knows burnouts are how guys measure their dicks. I mean, go faster. I don't I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> On those bias ply. Well, I'm, I'm just amazed by the fact that it didn't kick the ass in sideways over into the car next to it as he I, launched. I was thinking too. the same thing, as a matter of fact. The stunt driver was amazing. He did a it good didn't job. have enough power. <laughs> They're walking 200 horsepower out of that 8 liter V8 Corvette. <laughs> oh, it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> so in the movie, uh, the teacher sends uh, one of the guys in the car to like, go pick up eight large Cokes and a Sprite for me. And remember, take the keys with you and blah, blah, blah. And it just shows him like walking away, like not listening or whatever. I'm like, is he going to leave the keys in the fucking car? Nope. But yeah, it got stolen. And like hours later, he comes walking back with the sodas. I just be like, all right, I got to leave town. I got to change my name. Right. <laughs> Not just walking down with the sodas, but walking down in the middle of a four-lane road. I'm like, yeah, with nobody else sidewalks? there too. It's LA, it was- right? I'm confused. Well, it must have been towards the end of the night when the cops chased everybody off because you notice there was no traffic at the point when he's walking back. Yeah, see, the the cops lost enough money on the race that they decided to break it up and send everybody home. (laughs) That makes way more sense. What's that? Where's my $200? Get your ass in the back of my car. Everybody out of here. Hoity, hoity, hoity. Where are all the cops Irish in LA? I don't know. Where were we? Um, So... (laughs) The car was stolen. Oh, Tanya has oh. Tanya has a fun fact to share. Ooh. Apparently, according to the Corvette Museum, there were actually two of these atrocities that were made. <gasps> 
And one of them, as in this photo, was actually the traditional hand drive that we are accustomed to in this country. Mm. So I'm not sure where that was used in the movie. If there was like Aerial other things maybe that we didn't yes. catch where Stop the driver driving. was on the left side. Oh, you know what? It was probably like all the shots where it was like on the street, street legal. Like that was their street legal one. Maybe. Or probably all like... the shots where the car is actually moving. Yeah. And apparently one of these, I guess they're referencing, I think in this photo, the left-hand drive. And then there's a comment that's saying that the other one is in a private collection in Australia. This was as of 2016. Oh, so we know, we still know where this car is. That's kind of cool. So the right-hand drive one is in Australia. Yeah. Super fun fact. It's fun, fun, bad. I'm just Holy curious. Bird, you ever see the Corvette summer? Oi, oi. I, this is going to jump ahead quite a bit, but I just want to say when he, spoiler alert, finds the car and they, the guy knows that he's on to him and he says, we got to paint this car. Yeah, that's going to hide it. Not the fact that it's, you know, right hand drive. It's one of one. We'll just paint it. You'll never know it's the same car. No, you're looking for a red car, man. That's obviously a gold car. Yeah, you, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, it's stolen. Kenny like flips out and like starts beating the shit out of Danny Bonaducci, which is, you know, whatever. <laughs> the most- <laughs> I love how the cops are just like, well, he kind of deserved it. But <laughs> No assault charges. No, no, we're not pressing any charges tonight. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but I love when he like goes to the cops and is like, hey, this car got stolen. Can you help me find it? Like, I don't know. A lot of Corvettes get stolen, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, this is the only one with a hood that looks like Godzilla's back, though. So <laughs> it should be pretty easy to find. So yeah, then so we, we get we get sad panda Luke Skywalker at that point. He's all mopey and depressed, right? <laughs> mopey and depressed. Okay, this dude looked like he was strung out on I don't know what the entire time either coming down off something or trying to get back up on something like he was so wigged out the whole time it was annoying Cocaine's a hell of a drug he's high on the love of his car you guys should uh like should know this feeling you just can't stop thinking about it you're just lying in bed like oh do you think it thinks about me I mean, I wonder if he had like pink eye in this movie too. Did anyone catch how like one eye was all red on one side? Like, guys, guys, okay, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go to the fun facts again. Both Mark Hamill and Annie Potts were in car accidents prior to principal photography. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's side effect from that. Apparently, let's see, Potts got pins in her leg while Hamill got a broken nose. Oh, there we go, broken nose. That'll do it. Staple That'll it back together. I don't know. Yeah, I seem to remember he had to have like half his face sewn back on. Well, he must one. have been in multiple car accidents because there was articles saying that before new hope or what is the second the, the second Empire, five, Empire whatever back. yeah, yeah, yeah. like at the very beginning of the movie they have whatever monster like scratch him and basically yeah. it hid the fact that his face was disfigured yeah because they, yeah. they had to like sew his face back on yeah i thought that, that was a been, motorcycle that accident been, that would have been after this movie no, there's a car accident in malibu apparently driving that god-awful corvette that's why oh probably <laughs> that's why i gave the other one to brian james his co-star from this movie and he's living down in australia now oh <laughs> that's not a corvette call that a corvette that see what happens yeah oh yeah so the cops come by and like oh yeah i guess there's a ring of car thieves i guess you're full fucked because they probably took it to another state anyway have a nice day everybody yeah they definitely can never find a car across state lines ask me about when my dad bought a stolen jeep on ebay accidentally oh that's a juicy bit of hot take oh it was like the early days of ebay when you could still like bid on like human hearts and like weird shit and he bought a jeep the listing was quote like in 
in boxes and it was out of Florida and we were in California and he was like, yeah, I can assemble this because he was, he is a mechanic and he's brilliant to that stuff. <laughs> he paid a ton of money to have it shipped in. He assembled it and got it running, built it in our driveway, drove it down to go get it registered. Turns out it was stolen. Sheriff's department sees the whole thing. Wow. Oh. He was SOL. The old days of eBay are amazing. I remember when you could buy ad space on women's chests and put your logo on mm-hmm. there. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you guys are uh, old enough to remember when that couple like sold their virginity on eBay. <laughs> Where's the Picard like head in hand emotion? Right now? <laughs> well, also, I... question: How much? <laughs> you know what? I can Google. What, what it. was the final bid? <laughs> Real sad thing is how we haven't really progressed as a society. Yeah. No, because it would be an NFT now, like that lady was selling farts in a jar, right? So there you go. Fans mm. only, baby. All right. Woo! So, or only fans. I don't even know what's called. All right. They started like eBay, so it would have been around 1999. The most expensive virginity oh, went for $32,000. Another one went for $12,800. A bargain. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's kind of like what stays in Vegas. Or wait, how does that go? What, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So anyway uh yeah what happens here um kenny or whatever is working at the gas station and uh some guy just comes along one day and he sees the little uh you know have you seen this car thing he's like oh yeah i saw that car i was all in vegas i was a little drunk but it was sitting on a mirror all ready to be bit on <laughs> anyway i gotta go okay, i'm gonna go to the bathroom and buy a comb for a dime guys did they have comb dispensers in the 70s yes really? i think that was the guy replenishing the stock for the condoms and the combs and the things like that in the bathroom because well, he the, was out of his trunk to take it over and put it in there to refill. Yeah, what were the jokes of hooch or whatever that were in the back? It looked like he was like a yeah. shine smuggler. I think yeah, it was I the mean, cleaning materials. Like some of it looked like some of it looked like bottles of liquor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird, but anyway, yeah. So then Mark Hamill's like, "Oh my god, I got to hitchhike to Vegas now." <laughs> By the way, that's my my excellent Mark Hamill voice. Natasha, <laughs> uh, and I were gonna go eat some tour converters. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, so yeah, along the way, he gets picked up by like a, a hearse on hydros that's going 15 miles an hour. And I'd say I love I love that car. By the right? way, I like I like the paint job. Although, so when they're in the car, they're talking about oh, your GM man. Wasn't he driving a Buick Riviera? Wasn't that, yes. isn't that what that yes. car was? Yes, oh, okay. it was. Oh, I thought it was an old It movie. isn't yeah. Buick GM. So what the, the hell kind of bullshit is that? Yes, but I love the himself. graveyard motif painted on the side. That was pretty, cool. Pretty sick. But I will say, I suddenly realized, and my, my wife pointed this out too. She goes, Kenny's kind of a douche. He's yeah. he's a one car man. Like he has no appreciation for other vehicles. And I'm like, did you just say that out loud? Like, who are you? Who did I marry? Right? So I, I, I had a very prideful moment at that point so that scene meant a lot to me at the end you know he's uh, like, he's got the tunnel vision he only has eyes for her it's the only woman he's ever loved besides his mom so oh so that's actually big, begs a really good question because in the car community a lot of us name our vehicles so what do we think the name of the corvette is or maybe we hold that to the end as we think about this a little oh bit guys it's in the title the corvette's name is summer oh, oh. shit! he's looking for corvette summer oh, damn you know I, my mind is melted now it's <laughs> over the, the working title was summer the corvette but they're like that sounds stupid switch it up corvette the summer get rid of the get that out of there (laughs) what else could it be like yvette i I, I don't know i like that i like that oh god okay (laughs) 
we're gonna get to it but when vanessa i'm like oh fuck that's the name this movie should have been oh i was like honey are we doing this for the grind bin podcast yeah. that was the sequel that nobody watched vanessa oh yeah. i would watch vanessa we have watched too. a lot of 70s van movies okay guys and it ends with her having to get a job as a receptionist in new york boom ghostbusters <gasps> prequel I quit better jobs in this. <laughs> Jimmy <go>. Origins. Ah! <laughs> oh, I like that. It's canon. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, they're going like 50 miles an hour. He's like, hey, can we go a little faster for God's sakes? And he's like, oh man, we're all about class, not speed. And he's like, cool. I'm just going to step out of this car yeah, real quick. Like, Bye. like, we're going to Tijuana. Like, aren't you excited? And, he, and it's like, no, you said you were going to Vegas. That's why he jumped yeah. in. Yeah, like Los Alamos. And I'm like, that's not what he, what? <laughs> are they going somewhere else now we're gonna bunny hop to mexico apparently <laughs> is he gonna be human traffic yeah <laughs> i think he was gonna like lose a kidney my wife being the nerd that she is sometimes she goes 15 miles an hour it's like a 300 mile trip to la to vegas right so that's like they're gonna spend the whole day hopping you know but like you said bunny hopping their way to las <laughs> yeah. vegas Ugh, brutal we'll run out of gas past physics i guarantee it <laughs> I like how the one scene as they pull away as he got out of the car, the one car starts to bounce and you can see the front of it start going towards the side of the road because the guy can't keep it straight as it starts to move. Yeah. <laughs> the back almost ruined it, all of them. It was, they were like being followed by like a gremlin or something and like that guy slammed on the brake. But this begins the epic just waterfall of Annie Potts one-liners. Oh, yeah. because She's so good in this, guy. Yeah. She is like the shining light in this movie. Every yeah. scene with her is magical. <laughs> yeah, so he's uh, walking alongside the road El Mariachi style, and a van pulls over, gives a little honk-honk, opens up, and she's got headphones on and just yelling gibberish for whatever reason. I don't know. <laughs> so you got your Luke Skywalker impression. I'm going to do my best Annie Potts. So here oh, we go. Shit. Here we go. Silence, everybody. Silence. Dr. Vankman, Dr. Vankman, if you're going to hitchhike, you got to stick something out. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. So, yeah, we find out her name's, uh, or no, we don't don't find out her name. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Vegas. And uh, if you really want to appreciate the van, look in the back. You, like, kind of get a peek back there. It's like, is that a bed? Oh, yeah. Like a four-post bed? What the hell's going on back there? It's not just a bed, though. It's a water bed. Yeah, we find out it's a fully tricked-out bedroom with, like, a fridge and lighting. Red shag carpeting up the walls. There's a fridge. Like, I could live in this van. I won't lie i know that this van smells like wet dogs i know this and i I still would live in this van (laughs) wet dogs is a lot better smell than what i was anticipating it smelled like with her line of work hey now hey now family (laughs) show family show (laughs) these kinds of vehicles always end up smelling like a wet dog they just always do well it was like every airplane scene you've ever seen in tv or movie i'm like they're not that big in real life it's like the tardis right it's bigger on the inside (laughs) the outside it's like how is that on the road you know what though Annie Potts is tiny. And so is Mark Hamill. And Mark Hamill's not very big. No, no. This might be real van size. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that show on, uh, what is it, A&E, like Little Houses or whatever, like people live in the micro houses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like like our producer here will remember this, the little Polly Pocket vans. And Polly could like live in the whole, like Polly Pocket's like three centimeters tall and she can live in her van. That's that's Annie Potts here. (laughs) She's got horses in the back, you know. You guys heard it here. Annie Potts, star of Polly Pocket. <laughs> Dude, I would pay good money for that. Make it happen, internet. Live action, Polly Pocket, 2023. 
Can we just pay Eddie Potts to live in a van for a week? Turn it into a web series. The modified vans during that time frame was a big thing. And like oh, I growing like up, it's not now. Well, I would say it was different then. Now it's become more necessity. But then it was like people had their home and then they still trick their van out like that. So I had a strong oh. appreciation. Reminded me of like my childhood, different people I knew that had vans like that and stuff. Oh, there's it a was. whole genre of movies about it too. Like yeah. it, it's, it's like the big trucker thing back then. It, there's like yeah. at least seven or eight movies we've seen and many more Like we I said, we've seen a lot of van movies. I was not <laughs> being facetious. Whether it's the van, Van Nuys, or it was a Van Nuys Boulevard, mm-hmm. the super van. Super like... van. And Superfan 2, right? Yeah, yeah, I think there was a sequel too. Despite being a respray of the A-Team van, I have to say, much like Annie Potts, every time the van came on the scene, I was double thumbs up. It's the best looking vehicle in this movie, hands down. And it fits her personality. It's beautiful. She's super cute. And it just, it all works. It, it's all her. Indeed. We, Indeed. We had a camper van for a little bit when mm. I was a kid. Again, my dad bought and sold and like swapped vehicles a lot. And we we had like an- In like boxes seven, from eBay? Sometimes. <laughs> no, it was more of a, here, take it before the cops find out where I found oh, it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Sometimes like, oh no, that thing's got like a blown head. It won't ever drive. And he's like, swaps a part out and drives it home and makes everybody mad. I don't know, but we had, we, we did have like a 70s van and the back seat folded out into a little bed and it had a little sink that leaked all over the place. A wet dog smell. Totally yeah. smelled like a wet dog. <laughs> uh, made farting noises when you tried to shift gears. I was like six when we had <laughs> this Grind thing. Grind it so till you find it. Grind it till you find it. And we called it the orange crate. Nice. That was also my mom's daily driver for a while because uh, my dad took the Crown Victoria. Oh, lucky. No. <laughs> so anyway, we find out this young lady, she's going to Vegas and she has aspirations of becoming a uh, professional prostitute and she's saying this like while she's driving this van and like drinking olympia and <laughs> like <laughs> oh yeah she's popping an olympia and, yeah. and she's like oh you're gonna have a cute guy you, you probably know about girls like me right go, 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 go. <laughs> like, you can be my first client oh my first customer how much do you think i'm worth i Gee, I don't know. Um, Gee, Willikers, fam. Fifteen dollars. Fifteen. What do I look like? Do I look like I, a horny dude? I'm at fifty. Fifty dollars. You at fifty? Yeah, All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll take fifty. Shit, I got no fifty dollars. Get the fuck out of my van. I'm a high school Get kid. Get the fuck out of my van. But you never told me your name. Check the side of the van. <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> Guys, what do we think of this movie? I stopped watching. (laughs) (laughs) So you had to go take a cold shower. I gotta take a cold shower right now. (laughs) Credits roll. That's it. Cool. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie I chuckled when they shut that door and it said Vanessa I heard my wife like guffaw and I'm just like wow we are in for a ride and then I realized we're 35 minutes into the film yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, I checked the time too it was like holy shit we're not even a third of the way through this movie just (laughs) this is gonna be kidding started <laughs> yeah so he like goes into the hilton and is like asking bartenders and shit oh, but and, wait like, but wait you forgot one of the best lines that annie potts gives i'm gonna have izzy say it for us oh well, which one is that i'm a hooker for christ's sake <laughs> <laughs> It was better when you did it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah a master impersonator needs to step in from time to time. You know? There is another one that goes along that with that one, and it's my favorite. And she turns to him as they're t- he's he's like asking her about why are you going to prostitute blah blah, and she goes, "I'm a trainee. Time comes when every amateur goes pro." And I'm like, "Whoa, what just happened?" 
<laughs> look, look, she's a woman who knows what she wants. She's going to get it. Look, back in my hometown, I've seen miles of Pekka. I'm ready to step my game up. Oh my God, that's how I felt after, after art school. Like, I've just seen so much dick. I just should be going prostitute. <laughs> Show us the origin story. All right. So then. <laughs> So then, uh, yeah, he's like asking around, and oh, that's right, he gets like uh, robbed by the uh, the guy that walks out, like, hey, hey, you look like a winner, you look like a winner. Hey, why don't you buy this necklace here? Some of these diamonds are even real. Uh, uh, no thanks, no thanks. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't. Uh, good. All right, cool, cool, cool. Well, have a nice day, Can sir. I, I gotta find a car. Have you seen this car? Uh, car? no. Uh, oh wait, maybe, maybe it's a little bit circus, circus or something. Oh my god, the circus, circus! I need a car. <laughs> and then we find out it's a fucking Datsun. Right. Okay. <laughs> Steve Circus Circus is the only hotel still on the strip. Yeah. Oh, all the old Vegas shots here from like 78. I'm like, well, Circus Circus is the only one still around. It's still around, right? Yeah. It is. They hose it out at least twice a year. I've actually stayed there. And I tell you what, that sign, the Circus Circus sign is super annoying. Nobody sleeps in that casino. It is impossible. You're not supposed to sleep. That's why the rooms are like $14 during (laughs) midweek. That's for the whole day. Imagine per hour. No. So <laughs> I was gonna say, Steve, was cents. it Circus Circus where we went in the bathroom and it had been freshly painted except for the ceiling with the spud splatter? Oh no. No, that, that was, was a sil- that, that silver was on, dollar? Yeah, it was on Fremont Street somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we went and we're like, wow, they just painted this room. I can still smell the paint. Pan up. Pan up like oh my arterial honey, blood splatter up honey on the is, ceiling of this place. Yeah. Is that what I think it is? <laughs> he comes in, he looks and goes, Well, it's not too bad. <laughs> when he walks in at the point when he walks into the casino and walks up to the dots and i thought his response was hilarious i agree <laughs> he walks up like all because like from a distance he thinks it's his car because that similar look to it and everything he gets he's like it's a dotson <laughs> Well, I like how like all the hookers are like, right? <laughs> I can't even get an American car. <laughs> like, honey, like we've all felt that way about a Dotson. <laughs> so is that before or after they have their first, that's after they have their first fight. They're separated at this point. For a yeah, 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 yeah. yeah she drives dri- yeah, yeah. off and he runs into the hotel. So before that happens, though, I have to comment. Remember, we were going to comment on her wardrobe and style oh. changes throughout the film. This is the first time she gets dressed up, right? So I have a problem with the sequin dress and anything but she's attractive curly haired the whole nine years why did she put on a fro yeah it's like a Donna the napoleon dynamite fro right you want to have more fun <laughs> <laughs> well and for me what really threw me off was like the pounds of like glitter yes. eye makeup and shit yeah i was like uh, that's I don't, I don't want to see myself in your eyelids. Get the fuck out of here. I I would like to let everyone in the audience know that Steve hates glitter. Oh, with a passion. Steve works in the hotel industry. Oh, Jesus Steve Christ. will never ever switch a hotel room because he knows how hard everybody works. But we walked in to one hotel room and obviously on the little chair somebody had had their prom dress and you could see the glitter. He immediately was like, "Nope, we're not staying nope, here." And I'm like looking don't, again. Don't touch a fucking thing. We're blood, changing rooms. I'm looking for the blood better at the ceiling again. No, it was the glitter. Blood spatter on the ceiling in the bathroom. Perfectly fine. Glitter on the chair. Deal breaker. We're going to a different hotel, bitch. I mean, I can't take credit for this, but I have heard it referred to as the herpes of the crafting world. So absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs>
Oh, you know what? We're going to have to update it to it's the COVID of the crafting world. <laughs> Just what you thought you got to take it care of that comes back. Look. Oh, no, it's the new variant of glitter. Ah, it's on me. Look. It's unicorn or unicron, right? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Look, if I've got glitter and you come and visit me, you have glitter too. Uh, we all have glitter if you touch your cat your cat now has glitter it's like a a oprah episode you get some glitter you get some glitter (laughs) no this is the worst show ever (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, god so so her sparkly eyes i could like feel steve's asshole pickering (laughs) uh, i no longer want to give it Uh. annie potts can't get it anymore (laughs) maybe maybe 15 is too much now yeah i don't know (laughs) So she's sleeping in her van. Where's Mark Hamill hanging out since they're no longer buddy-buddy? Okay, so he lost his money. Even just to get food, when he finds out he, he has his wallet stolen, Dick Miller comes out of yeah! left field and saved the fucking day. Dick Miller! And he's like, I got this, buddy. Or he like flips a coin or something for it for the, the guy. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it's my lucky oh, $2 bill. I'll pass it on to you, buddy. He pulls out like a 50 to the hot dog vendor and is like, heads or tails? Uh, to keep the 50 or the kid gets the hot dog and the guy's like yeah i'll fucking take that bet oh he loses and yeah dick miller's like i can't win for losing come on or i can't lose for winning or something he's on a winning streak (laughs) and mark hamill's like are you driving back to la he's like oh no i'm i'm getting on a plane heading home i'm about to lose all this (laughs) yeah yeah like 18 grand in 18 hours i gotta get the fuck out of here but here you can have this lucky two dollar bill of mine but yeah he's gotta go sleep in a u-haul so So and the worst so, thing is he hands over the $2 bill. He says that's what he started out with. Who goes to Vegas with just $2? That's not a smart decision. <laughs> hey, in the, in the 70s, that could get you like, you know, sweet with like breakfast the next morning. I mean, or... at the Circus Circus, absolutely. <laughs> Probably you know, later this week. I'm Googling it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nope, it's inflation, three fifty. dollars <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's no longer two buck chuck. It's like two seventy five dollars or whatever. <laughs> they've, they've raised their prices to a whole dollar for eggs oh, Jesus. <laughs> he used to be dollar bill but now he's two dollar bill what's up <laughs> <laughs> so it begged the question though with these u-hauls because i thought it was really comical right they're unlocked he gets in it it's just slowly gracefully just tips forward like yeah. <laughs> you know like one of those those japanese like water dipping birds you're like all right oh, cool. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, and my wife and I looked at each other and go, are there people sleeping in the rest of them? Because they're Obviously. all nose down, right? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. Oh. Come on. Like, you had to see somebody do it. We've already it, established It didn't nose that... down. It, it went back. When he oh, got right? in it, the weight went to the back. They were all tilted the same direction once he went in there. So I was like, no, no, no. Oh. His, his went back. Maybe I'm in, the, in the scene. I mean, eventually it was down, but. I admire how closely you all were paying attention to this movie. Physics. <laughs> because I did see the U Haul. Yes. Physics. I did see him enter the U-Haul. And that's it. They spent like 10 extra seconds showing the trailer tilt. I think I looked away. <laughs> Probably. She, made, she was know, already dozing off. She was checking her email. <laughs> What's so, on Reddit? You guys, yeah. guys were talking about the size of the van with them inside, how it looks so much bigger. When they actually show him in the U-Haul writing the note to his teacher, okay. that definitely wasn't inside that little six by eight U-Haul. What? <laughs> Like it was on a soundstage or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, the next one he said there was a Datsun or whatever, and he's getting ready to go home. He's gonna hitchhike his way back to LA. And then this hot blonde chick pulls up in like a Cadillac or something, like to pick him up, and he's like about to hop in. I'm like, all right, this adventure is about to get a little interesting. 
But then along comes the Corvette. Hey, hey, that's my car. And he like jumps out of that car immediately and goes right after it. And I'm just wondering like, well, let's go back to the blonde chick. Well, like what's, what's her story? What's going on? <laughs> like she just seemed like a nice girl. <laughs> that was way more believable than him chasing a Corvette doing 60 on foot. On foot, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm amazed how well he kept up for it as long as he did to where it's heading out on the outskirts into the desert. Well, I'm, I'm not, it was the... a 70s Corvette. I'm not surprised he could keep up with it on foot. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the most unbelievable part is in the first five steps of him chasing it he's hit by a car right like he's hit rolls over the hood and yeah. like keeps on running i'm like no. yeah there's no way you're hobbling no. that fast no that's parkour man he said he's just <laughs> oh it's james bond logic it makes him faster you lean into the fall hey, i love how he's in, in a... it makes him stronger yeah i love how he's in a city he's never been before and he's taking all these shortcuts and back roads he's like i know where i'm gonna go i know where he's going i'm going this way and i'm gonna beat him i can go here through the u-haul <laughs> yeah. i thought i was watching that sunny in philadelphia episode where they're doing the badass videos like that's what it felt oh, yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we doing <laughs> You know, the like where he gets hit by the car and keeps running. This was like the first scene where I really was like, these stunt guys are working hard. Oh, yeah. They're not lighting a bunch of shit on fire. If you pay attention, these stunt guys are earning their paycheck. There, there's some good driving. Yeah, there's some really good <laughs> driving. There's some really good stunt work that like this movie almost doesn't deserve. But it does because this is why we love these kinds of movies. Guys that work way too hard. It was still more budget than the original Gone in 60 Seconds. But I'm going to leave that where it is. We've talked about that before (laughs) i will say there's one point later on in the movie where you can see the roll bar run up the a pillar of the camaro but it's only for one scene where you can see it that's like the six point harness that he was wearing at the end but i was going to save that till later it's like where the hell back where's all this (laughs) suddenly what's this all about (laughs) look look i was willing to look we'll get to it but i was willing to look past it because it's been in a chop shop for the last entire summer somebody could have put a six point harness in it at any point because that's what they do with chop shops they add parts to the car yeah yeah. at this particular (laughs) one it appears that they do they just repaint them and sell them as high-end vehicles so it's true it's true. that way <laughs> it's like the me. shop truck <laughs> <laughs> they take this corset and make it completely sex proof oh, <laughs> that's shit. the earl shriver chop shop where it just paints it look, <laughs> i want a corvette but i want one where when women look at it their vaginas become the sahara desert <laughs> you so you want a corvette <laughs> Specifically, it's a C three padlock, like clang, clack, clack. Like I want the prostitutes on the boulevard to say, "Not for me." Boulevard, sweetie. Where's that Volkswagen? I'm sure yeah. you're a nice boy. <laughs> Go back to your mother. Yeah. So, so yeah, he's chasing after the Corvette. He like cuts through. I don't know the neon sign. Lot. Yeah, the neon sign museum. <laughs> That's like ten miles outside of town. <laughs> oh my god! Do you know what I said when I saw this? I got. I actually got really excited. I sat up and I went. Mike Wolf from American Pickers would be flipping out right now. See all oh, these yeah. signs. <laughs> He'd be like, oh my god, I'm gonna come. <laughs> take all my money so that, that's a museum if you guys ever get a chance to go to las vegas that's the neon sign museum oh i didn't realize it is eight miles well, outside of town well, well babe, by then i think it was just where signs were <laughs> like no 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 oh no no it's <laughs> been all right or something. was a neon it's, sign junkyard it's yeah been, yeah no, no, exactly no, no. Right. it's been like a museum where it's like yeah an empty lot where a guy like would take in all these signs and give them a good home the way the rabbit museum in los angeles is a museum and definitely not just a gal who 
hoards rabbit stuff in her garage and charges people two dollars a person to walk through it and then it was like oh shit people actually miss old vegas we're gonna give you museum status (laughs) yeah yeah it's kind of like uh that junkyard at the beginning of the movie they went Mm -hmm. through and like hey we can turn this into an automobile museum with just a little pain (laughs) if you had frozen if you had frozen that junkyard in time and reopened (laughs) it today car folks how much would you guys pay to walk through that junkyard with those cars? Zero dollars. <laughs> I don't pay anything to walk through a junkyard now. Many, <laughs> that many, one, many that one with all those cars. We get to go to Chaz's car museum for free, right? <laughs> or Daniel's backyard. Or Daniel's car museum <laughs> slash mountain slash, slash nature preserve. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you own a mountain so i think izzy i think that was what you would call a, 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 a was that a super fun fact but in our side what would it be tanya hot garbage hmm. <laughs> i prefer fun facts super fun facts because they're fun, fun facts <laughs> And I know he'll never listen to this, but it's definitely not an interesting tidbit, Brandon. (laughs) Here's an interesting tidbit. (laughs) Take that, Brandon. Take that, you Canadian. Wow. Name Canada. (laughs) All right, so that night he's back in his U-Haul writing letters to home, and I'm like, oh, remember them days? Nope. So then, not just so letters to home. He was he was writing love letters to his shop teacher. Shop teacher. Yeah. Right? They weren't love letters. They were longing letters. They were postcards. <laughs> For someone who had no money, how did he afford the postcards and the postage? Yeah. For somebody like who was not paying attention, how did Tanya know it was postcard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Guys, all you need is like a what four by six piece of paper and a probably three cent stamp back then. Like it's affordable. Oh, yeah, like a penny maybe. Yeah that two dollar bill goes along but he, still has it. he, he never broke it. it yeah true and yeah. he probably found enough change on the rip like <laughs> running around those back alleys chasing his car to be able to pay for a stamp he was selling uh gazes at the two dollar bill for two bits of ganda and uh, <laughs> so so anyway that uh that van pulls up vanessa and uh and she comes out and he's he's wrapped up in like a, a fucking packing blanket yeah, or something. Yeah, it's one of the moving blankets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and she is beat to shit. Yeah. This is where I was like, oh no, this oh. this movie's about to take a dark turn oh, down the same underbelly of Vegas. He's going to have right. to rough up some pimps and stuff. It's going to be great. They're going to have shoes with like fish in the heels. No, right. basically he's just like, oh here, let's, yeah, you can use the men's room and get cleaned up in there. Because the blah, women's blah, blah. room was locked and I'm like, she just looks at him and is like, I like your shawl (laughs) (laughs) and then she is like well if you're sleeping in u-haul you can just sleep in the van with me he's not gonna do it till she's like there's food in the fridge oh yeah yeah in the fridge and i'm like sold take me and there's like the fridge uh what else oh yeah and it's a water bed and And she's just like, well, let's, uh, why don't you take them close off? Let me see what you got. He's like, well, you, you, you mean, you, you, you know, ma'am. Yeah. I'm just going to sleep on the floor. I'm a good boy. Super awkward. It was yeah. so awkward. By the way, this is where I was like, ooh, is this movie going to get weirdly progressive and have him be gay? Right. You know, <laughs> a lot of okay. thoughts crossed my mind. <laughs> yeah, that thought crossed my mind also is like, wait, did he graduate high school or was he like coming yes. back in the summer Th- this is a question that did not get answered till the end of the movie yeah. what grade is he in is he a, a junior is he a senior yeah. i mean 
for fuck's sake, as far as we know, he's a freshman. Yeah, because she then, mentioned she graduated like a year before or something. Yeah, and, and yeah. see, when so, I was talking about it, it was like, well, I was 17 when I graduated because of like where my birthday falls. Like I turned 18 like two days later, but like I was like the youngest in my class and it's like he could be like the oldest in his class. He or... definitely looked it. <laughs> I, I thought they discussed that when they were in the yeah. van when she first picked him up. She He said oh, that he's they? a senior, I believe. I thought. You say just graduated, but also is his conversation with the shop teacher when he has the drink with the shop teacher the shop teacher if i recall correctly talks about you know putting a good word in for him to do some work with automotive stuff since he's graduated i think we're supposed to make some assumptions he's at senior prom but there's also junior prom not every school has junior prom i mean mean, he could have been invited to the prom as a freshman i don't know plus he wasn't he didn't go to his he didn't go to it he just showed up in his dirty clothes (laughs) yeah he just showed up his dirty clothes from the whole movie i'm sorry he didn't go he just showed up that doesn't make sense yeah no no he wasn't there for the party (laughs) he was there there for the the party he went stag baby he went for a different party in the shop class his date was waiting for him just not in the gym lady in red (laughs) (laughs) ladies (laughs) ladies <laughs> if you want this kind of gentleman you just have to wear pure gasoline as a fragrance little red corvette baby you're much too <laughs> fast uh so yeah speaking of going too fast yeah annie potts is putting it down and oh, i mean yeah. i'd have kept her warm i don't know she, is, <laughs> she was open for business yeah mm-hmm. Um, but then she's like starting to realize like how awkward he's like wait a minute oh my god it's a real honor I'm gonna be your first oh. he's like what no I'm just gonna jerk off here in the corner and go to bed I, oh, I oh, actually oh, already so cool. came so I gotta go yeah, that's what I was waiting for <laughs> I, I was waiting for like sitting there and she's like rubbing his shoulders or something all of a sudden it's like lotion shot I'm like what was that <laughs> ah, uh, nothing look over there ah. and he like runs out no he would have been like behind the green door to like bow 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 you had that the slow motion 70s fucking six million dollar man it definitely wouldn't have been blood splatter on the ceiling in the van yeah not that one she's like no not on the floor (laughs) that'll never come out So, I just had that recover. So a couple things I appreciate. Like, this is a good point. A good awkward <laughs> point. She keeps that van super clean the yes. whole movie. She's very good at that. And I kind of appreciate how he always looks sweaty and greasy. Like he hasn't showered Ugh. and he's been like running around <laughs> and driving a car the whole movie. They're very consistent on that. And movies often will keep our lead who's in this kind of situation like too clean. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that he looked like he'd been driving for 300 miles. Okay, I 1970s car. I think that was just normal Mark Hamill. Yeah, I think that's just just, that's his his normal state. Yeah, but they didn't clean him up and make him look like Brad Pitt. You know, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, he's sweaty. That's why he looks that way. Don't worry about it. I mean, he looks sweaty in Star Wars all the time too. It's like, all right, whatever. He's glistening. Well, he's on a desert planet most of the time, or a swamp planet, or a forest planet, or an ice planet. (laughs) Yeah, or an ice planet. That's the only time he didn't look sweaty. He still looked kind of sweaty in that cave because he got because he got mauled by a creature. I would be too. Ah, it's a fucking ice bear. <laughs> Horns and shit. When, when did Annie Potts become Luke Skywalker? <laughs> I'm fucking dying. They're the same person. So you remember at the beginning, I said you have to suspend disbelief in this movie, which I don't feel like no. you really have to. But 
I'm still puzzled in how she got so clean just using the men's room. So Izzy or Tanya, can you explain to me how one might shower in a, in a U-Haul oh. men's room? All right. Please tell him about a horse bath. Go. <laughs> Tanya, would you like to go first or shall I do the other? <laughs> please, please. <laughs> Now you'll see she brought her own towels and there is a basin of water in every room, usually two, in every bathroom in which you can retrieve fresh water to wipe yourself down. She had Uh, like a shower caddy bucket with her too, I thought. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. She had, she had everything. Like she had like a box of wet wipes, I swear. Uh, All right. I thought of of one angle that they showed like a shower in that men's room. But the weird thing is, I can't imagine that small of a building actually having a full like bathroom, like a truck stop type bathroom yeah. that had a shower in it. I'm amazed oh. it had a sink. It was wait. not a Bucky's. Have you sure. guys like never been in the like weird mechanics bathroom that's like a shower head just hanging out of the wall, a toilet and a sink, and there's nothing else? And a yeah, drain then... in the middle of the floor, right? Yeah, and the yeah, drain yeah, in the yeah, middle yeah. of the floor. Yeah, it's like the half bath. Yeah. Yeah, yeah drain in the middle of the floor in case you don't even want to use the toilet or it's... the sink or the shower. No, no, it's no. It's to clean up the bus shower. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I we, thought it was like, oh yeah, you can use the toilet. I'll honey, be over honey, here. We, uh, we got discuss road trip rules. Oh shit! All right, well, my bad. <laughs> my, my apologies to that uh, shady ass U-Haul place in the outskirts of Vegas. By the way, you're too tall for a bottom drain. You know you're a sink fan. I can hit from across the room. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I have to say, because that's, that's around the time when they first let it be known about the uh, waterbed in the van. And I just have to say, if it wasn't pro- an actual waterbed in there, whatever they did for the suspension in that van was great because it wasn't sagging at all. And a waterbed in there, that thing would have been dragging the bumper. That van is primo. Yes. I almost- Do they have the Gabriel shocks and the mag wheels? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little four-inch lift. Yeah, yeah it's, it's ready to go. Mm-hmm. So I almost I almost want Vanessa more than I want the 18 band. And I want the 18 band something fierce. So you know this is this is this is high caliber stuff right here. Well the 18 band comes with its own music too. <laughs> you know what sells me? You know what sells me though in the 18 band is the spoiler. See, if Vanessa didn't have a spoiler, oh. but if she had had the 1980s boomerang TV antenna on the back, boom, that oh, so, is killer. Look, so you're Van- one of those speed over class guys i get it look vanessa's still in the 70s she still has time to age into her antenna Uh, that's true that's very true (laughs) also have you seen Superfan? i have not but now that you've mentioned it for the 10th time i have to drink again and i will promise you i will watch it drink every time Stephen izzy bring up an obscure movie you will die you will die (laughs) and you said there were two of this movie if i recall correctly yeah i think it's i think the second was just called like Superfan too let me check the google oh lord the original one's from 77 according to this yeah 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 that's the one oh we also find out uh, around this time uh her vanessa's real name is eleanor and i've written down gone in 60 seconds you hacks wait no uh, <laughs> <laughs> i agree <laughs> But then uh, Skywalker, damn, uh, Kenny, Kenny, he uh, sees the Corvette again, and he's like, "Oh my God, that's the car!" And he goes chasing after it, and uh, and she like pulls up alongside, and he's like, "He has a lift," and he like jumps in the side of a moving van going 15, 20 miles an hour, like full sprint. And I'm like, "Okay, well that's that's a pretty cool little stunt. I'm not gonna lie, you know." And they go driving off with the van door wide open, and she stops at a red light because it's a red light, and there's like four cops waiting right there. He's like, "No, no." you gotta go get you gotta chase that car we gotta go get it she's like i'm not gonna fucking chase it there's a cop right there cop cop so 
Well, the big thing you were talking earlier about, like the stunt people in that scene where it shows the individual jumping in, you can see the door kicks it like it catches him right in the middle of his spine. As yeah, he's yeah. And he yeah. body checked you know, like, check the other side of the yeah. van, too. I was like, oh, like, oh, that oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I hope I hope that wasn't what happened to Mark Hamill. And they just said it was a car accident. <laughs> he dives face first. Oh, Jack Bell. Mark. So the four county Mounties or Dudley Do-Rights that are standing on the corner, right? I mean, like, these guys are clowns. I was like... <laughs> Yeah, I know. They're like, with that shit that they're talking to. I say NHP loves uh, out-of-state plates. They should be all over this shit. Okay, so I gotta ask: Was there a significance to the license plate, or is she just oh. like Rain Man? I'm like, I yeah, don't no, understand. No. So, so it shows that she's paying attention to something he's interested in. Ah, but also, yeah, she remembers it. So she's smarter than we're like led on to believe. She's not just a ditzy dumb girl. She's a high school graduate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they run the plates, and it's got fake plates. Oh. Oh my so, god. That's what evil mastermind organization is this? So, so we'll it's never find it now. Job. And the police could give a rat's ass. Yeah, they're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got a whole team working on it. We're working in shifts. Having had my car stolen several times, same car. This is how the police. Get, they're like, yeah, you're fucked. Good for you. So, was this her second wardrobe change at this point, where she changed her style again, or does that happen after this? I think it's just after this when she's making those wonderful Sunny D screwdrivers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and man that took me back i'm not gonna <laughs> lie <laughs> We've all what, been there. what was her what was her occupation at this point in the movie uh beautician i think at this yeah, point oh, yes, yes. yes yes she was a okay okay so she changed her hair again right so she had yeah, the, it, that's right and she has the little violence. beautician's coat on correct and then she's got i couldn't tell were they gray or were they green highlights in her she hair? said frosted tips but yeah they're like gray Right? They were like that grayish purple that's trending now. Yeah. So it was like sort of hot foreshadowing. I'm like, oh, now I get to see what you look like old. This is kind of yeah. cool. That's what but she looks like in young Sheldon nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It actually, I thought it looked good. She looked really put together. I think that's the best she looked in the movie outside of like her natural scenes. But in terms of outfit, I was like, girl, you got it going on. I'm like, I'm digging all this, the big curls and the, the frosted tips and everything. We're rooting yeah. for her to be a beautician. I'll take the shampoo and rinse. Thank you. And that lasted all of one scene (laughs) (laughs) yeah so then okay so she's doing the sunny d screwdrivers and mark hamill just like explain the sunny d screwdrivers uh vodka sunny d taking one shot of each and and it'll mix them in your mouth and swallowing she's taking a hit off each bottle while laying in bed what meanwhile what mark hamill's like oh my god i'm never gonna see that car again i might as well just kill myself and she's like what shut up about the car come have some screwdrivers with me you sound like you could use a little lubing up yeah (laughs) i love how her uh, her justification for doing that is she had to build up her tolerance for it so she didn't pass out on a john it's impressive yeah. Time. It's impression time, folks. <laughs> One of the ultimate quotes from this movie. You know what a girl can't hold her liquor with her trick? Where does she end up? Asleep with her trick. <laughs> it's like, what? what? Asleep on her trick. Hey, she's thinking it through. Yeah, right? Oh. She, she knows the concept. You don't pay the hooker to stay. You pay the hooker to leave. Oh, my goodness. Look, modern problems require <laughs> modern solutions. <laughs> Mel Man Dan knows what I'm talking about. Look at him. He's, he's laughing at hell on him. Care to leave. I love it. So anyway, um, 
<laughs> then okay so yeah mark's having a having a downtime whatever mm-hmm. and then she so she decides she should also have a downtime yeah okay. she starts disrobing <laughs> out of focus behind him and i'm like um um i know where my focus is cameraman you need to adjust accordingly what is this the cameraman from i will say there was some nice silhouette that's all i'll say it's true yeah, we get a little little out of focus nudity, and then uh, Mark Hamill says, "Oh, what the hell!" and like Ravage kisses her, like assaultingly, like tackling her on the bed. <laughs> what the hell was that? Oh God, it was like Urkel in a watermelon or something. Like I don't even have to describe <laughs> how awkward that whole scene was. It was just like, oh. Well, take into account <laughs> prior to this. To kiss? Right. But prior to this, I think the only woman he'd ever kissed was his mother. So that's the only experience he had. Oh, God. Yeah. Kiss me like your mother. Oh, yeah, stop it. <laughs> if you ever want kissed again, stop saying that shit. <laughs> Kiss me like Mark Hamill kisses his mother. <laughs> Is that right, mommy? Yeah, that's what <laughs> All right. So then yeah, she's like, yeah, let's screw. And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Oh, she shows him like the $2 bill that she gave him as his first, uh, first customer. Yeah. And it's like framed on the wall in the van. She's like, you haven't even noticed it. You haven't noticed my new decor. So they kiss again and then go straight to pound town. Boom. And then we cut to, I, I'm assuming 45 seconds later. Mm. And he's like, he's like, oh my, oh my God. God. I've been working on transmissions and I rebuilt a, a whole, I don't even know, carburetor at like age six. Insert car term here. And I waited this long to get laid. And then he pops out the top of the van. And he's like, love is a many splendor thing. <laughs> I'm just amazed by the fact that it had a sunroof all the way at the back above where the water bed. <laughs> right? Vanessa is awesome. That's all I'm going to say. Vanessa These are features. Is... These are not drawbacks. You're not. She's, you're not she's the real star me. of the movie. Vanessa is the hottest one in the movie, and that's oh, saying something because Annie Potts is in her prime. And Mark Hamill's <laughs> mom, anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. Speaking of which, this is when the teacher goes to see the mom and be like, "Hey, yeah, so back in Los Angeles, yeah." Me about the trailer park. Hey, uh, have you seen your son or heard from him in the past couple of months? Like, oh no, he'll find his way back. But I'm gonna, I'm packing up because I'm moving to Del Mar. And even the teacher's like, you're moving to Del Mar and you don't know where your son is. And I know he's in he, Vegas. Look, he'll figure it out. He's got a great life going. I met this boyfriend. Del Mar's gonna be great. We're gonna be like an hour outside the city, right on the coast. They're not allowed to build anything over two stories tall. There, it's we'll never lose our you awesome okay <laughs> then we get some more mark kenny or whatever writing letters back home or whatever dear shop teacher yeah dear shop I teacher i never thought it would happen to me and, yeah right <laughs> but here's a line that had me a little confused <laughs> don't worry i still like cars i'm like i'm going steady with this girl and she's great don't worry i still like cars and i'm like uh that's how what? into cars he is babe i mean i i i empathize i get it i totally understand i think all, all the car people are now church nodding we're like yep yep yeah yeah like yep, so, yep. Even, here, let, let me... even after knowing the loving touch of a woman i still enjoy cars steve. not as much don't get me wrong but steve let me well, put this in steve terms for you did you still like basketball after the first time you got laid oh yeah but did you like being laid or did you like basketball Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's any consolation, my wife says all the time, you don't have to worry because his mistress lives in the garage. So I'm like, hey, there you go. Right? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, the Corvette gets repainted during this whole drama. Oh, that's right. Oh, no. The Corvette has an outfit change. Is this when he starts working at the car wash? Yeah. Uh, I think he's still at the gas station where he tries to screw over that woman. Oh, that was weird, Well, that was before he hopped in the van when he was working at the gas station where he was sleeping in the U-Haul behind it. Uh, He was was, uh, painting the dead batteries with fresh paint oh yes yeah, yes that's yeah. right he uh the the guy who owns the u-haul rental slash gas station place hires him because he likes the cut of his jib oh that's right because so annie potts kicks him out of the van the next morning right oh no that's when he pays with the two dollars the night yeah is this when he's wearing like the suit and is clicks up the oh, other yet. stingray yeah yeah he's like a valet or whatever and the guy's like hey that's my car get out oh yeah here you go sir you with know the, be- the other beautiful blonde yeah, and then uh, oh, that's right. He goes back to the van, and there's like the note that's like working late, blah blah blah. And he's like, "What? I he, bet like, you're working late." We're he goes to the es- boulevard, and he goes to the escort service, and they're like, "Yeah, I never heard of her." And then he goes to get some, you know, I don't know, burgers to fill that void in his soul. Mm-hmm. And like, Kenny, is that you? What? Is that my van? I told you I was working late. I told you I was going to be right back. How am I supposed to find the goddamn van if you're driving it all over town? <laughs> is the conversation that should have happened. But instead she's like, no, see, every car in town comes through this place. So I'm helping you look for the car. See? Everybody <laughs> wants a smiley burger. <laughs> I think it was great when he was trying to find her before he found her at the burger place. And he goes into the cat house and he walks up and like yanks the one woman around thinking it was her. Oh, He's yeah. like, oh, wait, it's not you. <laughs> you got some nerve. And I'm like, no. That's the wrong wig, homie. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think after that's when, yeah, he's like working at the car wash or whatever. Working at the car wash, yeah. When what comes through, but <gasps> a gold version of his car? Wait a minute. And then we find out it's driven by Brian James, legendary, I don't know, that guy from action movies <laughs> in the 80s. Uh, you might know him best as uh, the guy with the funny accent in uh, Tango and Cash. Yeah. That ends up uh, with a grenade in his pants. Spoiler alert. <laughs> See, you went that way with that scene. And when that car came out, I went, oh, man. When Just when you thought that car couldn't get uglier. Listen, That's yeah, what I owned it on. Ugly gold, yeah. 70s gold. <laughs> it was, it was not terrible. A- looking car to begin with in the red but when they did it gold it was like i didn't think you could make it any uglier i mean it, <laughs> yeah. it was yeah Oof. it was almost mustard look only the rockford car looks good in 70s gold that's true i give you that i give you that speaking of rockford we got another chase where uh, <gasps> brian james yeah! is driving off in the stingray <gasps> And Mark Hamill's chasing him on a bike, and I'm like, good luck, sucker. Oh, he gets hit by a bicyclist and then oh, steals no, the bicyclist. He jumps and he jumps out. a bicyclist to jack him. <laughs> he he got bike jacked. That was so, like an old school 10-speed huffy. It was a Schwinn, but I gotta ask this. See, this is my attention to detail. Why did we hyper-focus on that water bottle attached to the bike handles for like 30 <laughs> seconds? I'm like, what are we yeah. looking at? It was like a oh. slow pan up, as, and then it like shows his sweaty-ass face, and I'm like, there's a water bottle right there i was expecting to like take a swig like oh it's vodka or you know something like that yeah oh steve like straight up was like uh yeah we know he's got a water bottle otherwise he'd die in vegas (laughs) (laughs) again i assumed we were going for the badass videos from sunny in philadelphia but we ended up with basically the goonies scene where he's hanging onto the cars going down the highway i'm like what the hell (laughs) i was waiting for like the back to the future music to start playing gotta go back in time (laughs) 
the thing about this scene that baffled me is how when he catches up to the car, reaches and grabs the guy's shoulder, and he goes to like close the his hand in the window, so he reaches down to open it, and the door swings open. How the door did not make contact with the parked vehicle as they went by it just baffles me. Yeah, right. <laughs> that baffled you, dude. He was doing sixty miles an hour when he let go of that bus and caught the Corvette. I mean, how the hell did he slow down enough to grab the car without killing himself? It was nuts, guys. That's the magic of filmmaking. That's, uh, you know what? Again, this is some like really good stunt work that's going to go completely yeah. unappreciated by the masses. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so so the scene gray peels off because obviously that guy ain't stopping shit. Then he pulls into the uh, garage or whatever, and he's like, "Hey, this looking, <laughs> this slimy, <laughs> this oily teenage kid tried to jack me. He was on and a he's bike. He's dressed in yellow and it's some weird shit." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then in comes the guy, you know, on the back of like a, like a, like a, uh, it's a car carrier, a car hauler. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Car carrier. And he just comes in full speed. Yeah. Goes right past them and like crashes into a bunch of tires. That was beautiful. I was, and my wife goes, <laughs> what? The bike doesn't have brakes. Yeah. <laughs> he burned them up. Stop before the parked car. Yeah. <laughs> right? Most realistic part of the movie. <laughs> It was beautiful. So yeah, so they rough him up and uh, lock him in a closet or something, uh, a little storage closet. I guess like that night or whatever, there's like one guy watching. He's like trying to open the padlock door. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's a way of getting out of there. Oh, shit. And he like goes to check it and the windows cracks like, oh, shit, he went out the window. Goes out chasing him. And then out comes Kenny out of a full oil drum, just covered in oil. And I'm like, well, he's dead, right? Nope. (laughs) Do you remember that black tar monster in Star Trek: The Next Generation? Yeah, yeah. that's where my mind went when he emerged. Going to kill from... Tasha Yar. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And then like, even oh. when it's like dripped off a bit, it's like, oh, now he's Tar Man from uh, Return of the Living Dead or whatever. But the scene after that's even better. Like, oh, it, it, so yeah, so he he like crawls out of the drum or whatever. And the, the guy who was like goes out the other side of the window and he realizes, oh shit, there's no way he got out of there. That's like a three-story drop. And so then he sees the uh oily like footprints leading down the street or whatever. And so he like grabs the nearest chain and goes following the footsteps because either <laughs> he's walking to a trap or this is the stupidest thing in the history of crime. And- <laughs> it can be both. And uh, yeah, basically like chases him down, beats his ass a couple of times on the side of the street. And while Kenny's like in the fetal position, luckily who would pull up to save the day? Dick Miller. No, the other guy, the lowrider guy that he saw that was going 15 miles an hour earlier in the movie. They just just made it to Vegas. They just made it like three weeks later. (laughs) He's already had four jobs in in the time it took him to get there. I'm just amazed the fact that he could recognize him covered in the oil. Oh, there's some kid that I ran into a week ago. Yeah, I know him. Honestly, I think they just pulled up and like, oh, that guy's beating the shit out of that guy. And then the one guy runs off and then he like turns over like, oh, hey, I know this cracker. (laughs) (laughs) Subsequently, the scene after that, I thought was glorious, right? He's still in the fetal position. Oh, yeah. Oh, the scene is amazing. And Annie Potts is sitting there with a pressure washer just... (laughs) Just, <laughs> I didn't even know what to think. I was just like, this is awesome. This is so oh, great. 
Yeah, she's like spraying him down. Like, I can't believe you did that. Why would you be so stupid? Blah, blah. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Switch to wax. Okay, now we're back to what I am. We're spraying you down. And I'll say this. She's actually spraying. She actually went across his face and stuff. And I can firsthand say a pressure washer does not feel good to bare skin. Wait wait a minute. You can firsthand. You have firsthand accounts of being pressure washer. Yeah, he was the one spraying the person in the face. (laughs) Wait, is that second? I don't know. (laughs) That's what Daniel has to do when they run out of water on the mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta make do with what you got. Yeah. After he gets all cleaned up. Yeah, he's got to go to the police department to be like, hey, I know where my car was at least, you know, several hours ago. And oh yeah, by the way, kidnapping and all that stuff. Yeah, don't worry about that assault and stuff I did too. Don't they were doing the assaulting. Um, <laughs> but then uh, he runs into his teacher who's apparently in town now. And I'm like, oh boy, I know where this is going. <laughs> teacher uh, takes him for a drive and uh, he's like, oh yeah, I, I can take you to the shop. He's like, oh yeah, I know the shop. I know the guy who runs it too. He was an old student of mine. I'm like, here we go. And this is where Izzy pointed out something incredible about this movie. Mm -hmm. Solo, a Star Wars film or whatever. It's basically the same plot of this movie. It's a future version of this movie. You know? Right? (laughs) Wow. My brain is officially melted. Like you replace Annie Potts with, you know, Khaleesi, whatever she was playing in that thing. Like, oh yeah, she didn't become a hooker. She just became the comfort girl of the local drug lord. Wait a minute. (laughs) And the bad guy that we discover, the guy running this chop shop auto body, you know, whatever we want to call it, kind of looks like Darth Maul anyway. He's got a scary, scary look to him, you know? Yeah, Yeah, just, you know, pre-legs. Chasing after a vehicle that's not his. (laughs) So what I thought was interesting about that scene with Mr. McGrath, played by, you know, Mr. Roche, as we talked about earlier, he's driving around Vegas, and I've I've been to Vegas a bunch. I was just there recently, as a matter of fact, and I pinpointed the Mandalay Bay in the background when they finally park and they get out of the square body Chevy that they were driving around in. I'm sure Dan was super excited excited about they can tell us all about you know the specific model and customizations and whatnot but i spotted the mandalay bay and i was like wow this is all super developed today i mean you know the luxor wasn't there and some of the other casinos that are there now and then it suddenly dawned on me and i i turned to my wife and i said when's ken jong gonna pop out she goes, what right. are you talking about? I was like, big abandoned lot in Las Vegas. There's got to be a naked Asian man running by any minute now. <laughs> Spoiler, this movie's very honky heavy. <laughs> but yeah, so they're basically where the airport is now. Like, But it's, you know, 10 miles from the strip or whatever. The teacher was basically breaking down like, yeah, I sold this car to this old student of mine. You know, oh yeah, well, wait. I, I only make 15 grand a year or something as a teacher. Was the auto shop? Oh, the uh, Silverado auto shop. And I'm and like, what was he driving? He was driving a Chevy Silverado. I'm like, dude, you know you're in a Silverado. It's called <laughs> Sil- like he probably owns that chop shop. Run! You gonna die, Luke? Use the force. But yeah, yeah, this is where he's like, I only make 15 grand a year. I can't get by on that. And this and guy came like, up oh, with a proposition. I've made 15 grand a year before. <laughs> oh, but wait, I'm gonna turn to our executive co-producer for our fact checking on 1970s inflation. Would you care oh. to share some? super fun facts with the crowd time three million nowadays interesting tidbits i'm supposed to do research it's in my notes i figured you'd read it oh no i sorry 
right. Eric did much, the research for you. Much like the movie, I'm not paying attention to these details. <laughs> you have the notes printed out, right there. Yeah, I, I got the notes. Uh, basically, fifteen grand back then comes to sixty-two thousand four hundred in 2020, which is not very slouchy. That's, That's a lot more than a teacher actually makes these days. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Teachers they... still make like $15,000 a year. <laughs> Message. Then Luke ends up, well, Luke, Kenny or Kent, right? Kenneth, whatever his name was, he ends up getting a job, right, by way of his shop teacher at the Silverado Body Shop, right? And they offer him a whopping like 700 a week. And it, you like, no, you got to pay me 850 a week, which basically nowadays is 180 plus thousand dollars a year i'd like to make 850 a week now yeah (laughs) pretty sweet bonkers right this leads into my favorite part of the movie because he goes from kenny dantley to full-on tony montana he shows up with the big sunglasses taking his prostitute you know girlfriend out to go you know get all the fancy things that she could never afford before and he's just sitting there chilling this led to a completely new movie that lasted approximately 15 to 20 minutes before we came back to the movie yeah. we had been watching for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, we went with Scarface. We started watching Scarface. Right? Real quick to go back, one thing that we missed is how he was walking trying to find and he walks up on that second gen Camaro outside of the chop shop and the guy's standing on the other side of it and he's like, hey, I'm looking for this car. And the whole time, the Corvette is sitting right inside the open door yeah. just out of sight. Right? Yeah, that and was way earlier in the they movie. Pan to it, yeah. You can see the car sitting there and I'm like you don't look back at all i mean what the hell i mean if we're talking about things that we missed we missed yet another annie potts wardrobe change somewhere in this whole mess with the teacher and the guy discovering the silverado body shop does anybody remember the little black dress oh oh yes her bond girl outfit that wasn't until later though that was until he became full-on jerk that was was like well perfect well then we lead up to it and since we're talking about it i've already brought it up now i immediately went to bb New Earth. I was like, she looks like Lilith. It looked like it was breakfast at Tiffany's all of a sudden. (laughs) Awesome. They both looked amazing. Actually, he looked really good in that outfit like those square glasses really work for him like he was playing it up that room however they ended up in little honeymoon suite oh rotating bed put in a quarter yeah a little clamshell yeah. headboard yeah. Look, and stuff. they still yeah, haven't yeah. left the circus circus okay yeah he's still mad about the dodge <laughs> they just got so, an upgrade <laughs> yeah right so guys here here's where the scene goes completely fucking nuts he's <laughs> like oh yeah yeah took you shopping all day got this nice fancy suite i got this job we're gonna be set forever what about your car? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay without my morals. Uh, here, I'll even offer you twenty dollars. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, oh. no, Kenny. And then uh, he's here, like, I don't know what here, take another more. fifty. Here's... I'm like, oh, bury yourself. No, dude. This one's on the house. Full oh, cool. Tony Montana. Yeah. They're both being weird in this scene because, like, he's being a straight up jerk. But this is a movie trope that, like, doesn't exist in real life. And it's like, oh, man, I'm so mad at you about being crazy about chasing this one car. Move on. Oh, my God. You've moved on because you got a job where you seem very happy and make more money than all in a week than I'll ever see in my lifetime. You've changed. Do you realize how many dicks I'll have to suck to get 850 a week? <laughs> I will never have to stop two at a time. That's a different kind of screwdriver. Yeah, right. Which one of you is Sunny D? (laughs) 
Can I just say Annie Potts was amazing. Was she was amazing in this movie? But I did not. I don't feel that they like her and Mark Hamill had any chemistry. It was whatsoever. Yeah. It was cringeworthy, uncomfortable to watch them try and act together. Like if Annie Potts wasn't Annie Potts, it would have been much worse than it actually see, was. So you, got, you guys wanted her to run off with the porn director? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how weird was that? <laughs> it was a said, porn movie. It was a short. <laughs> yeah, you all right. said that the the Bond outfit. I thought you were talking about the scuba gear. I thought that was the oh, Bond oh, outfit. Yeah. I thought it was octopusy. That's what he thought it was. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so the next day, uh, Kenny's at work, and Vanessa gets pulled up, and he's like, "Hey, hey, you stole this van? What the? You're a car thief." What the fuck are you talking about? Look, it's they, I got a good deal on it this morning. Oh, she sold Vanessa? She sold the place where we live? Right. <laughs> I can't live at the honeymoon suite at Circus Circus. I mean, that's like $12 a night. That was a one night thing. Does she not know that? We have to pass like a background check and get a rental. We should put first and last month's payment down before we can get a place. She can't Security deposits? Oh, like... uh, I know he did get that 850 bucks in advance, so they can like buy a house now. Oh, it's true. That's yeah. true. And did anybody else think that the boss or the the other student, what was his name, Matt Lowry or whatever, Matt Lauer, yeah, yeah. whatever? To me, he looked like a cheaper version of Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I saw that it. too. Also, guys, I thought they were gonna kill Kenny. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, they're the so like, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. And then just one day at work, someone's gonna like choke him with a chain from behind. Or they something drop a and... car on him. Yeah, like, yeah, they were a the work accident when they crushed the Corvette. They drop. So did anybody? look up Kim Milford's IMDB profile, his headshot. So the character in the in the show is Wayne Lowry. He's the, the guy that Brad was talking about. But anybody look at his headshot? No. Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, he's creepy looking. Pull it up. Pulling it up. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. I remember. No, I had seen that. Yeah. I was like, what the F? <laughs> Actually, he almost looks better that way than he did in the movie. Oof. But what movie was that? Oh, Kim oh. oh, oh, he's like in a zombie makeup or something <laughs> with a blonde bowl haircut. Yeah, whatever role that was, he must take pride in if he's using oh, that. Oh, man, he passed away at the age of 37. And I'm going to guess it's from this laser blast movie based on the image. First. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. these are more movies you get to add to your fun list of things I'm, to review. I'm looking up laser blast now. Thank you for this rabbit hole. 2.7 on the Imdiva. So old wait who's the director is it uh, one of those david de Cato movies or something uh, sorry guys there's like some dinosaur looking aliens. michael ray oh coming next week no uh, if so, you like this you uh, might like zap future, oh, future war, war. Oh, boy, so if you guys awesome. like these off-the-wall movies it's kind of i don't know how i stumbled across this one and sent it to eric initially but in my random running through the internet i find weird shit mm-hmm. so like it was by chance it, it, it was weird because like this one it was like someone had a dvd of it for sale so i looked it up and i sent the link there i was like hey are you aware of this movie <laughs> no but thank you for bringing this into my life i'm surprised <laughs> it was a dvd and not a vhs or beta yeah so this is where are we back in the movie where are we yeah yeah yeah, the van got sold so kenny's like i gotta go talk to eleanor whatever her name is annie potts and so he like runs to a casino and sees that uh she's she's working and she's in like her james bond girl outfit just like yeah roslyn black dress hair slick looking good he like walks up to her like oh this is where you've been she's like excuse me do i know you like the voice even changed a bit i'm like oh oh (laughs) here we go (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, I'm interested. Basically, they take a walk and she's like, I don't even remember the reason why they broke up. Just like, oh, you're not obsessed with this car anymore. You're not the same person. And you've uh... changed. And if you're allowed to get a career, then I'm allowed to get a career. It's a free country. And then the guy that I guess is, I don't know, renting her or whatever. He's like, oh, hey, who's this guy? Like, oh, this, this is my, my cousin Homer. Bye, Homer. Well, hey, cousin Homer, you want to come to the party later? It's going to get really wild with your cousin here. And I'm like, oh, oh, and he's uh, like, I'll make it worth your while. Yeah, yeah. It was very like, oh boy, this is going to get weird. <laughs> oh. Decent proposal, right? And so, like, you mentioned, like, Annie Potts' name had changed again because she went by a couple of different names throughout the movie. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Other than that, at this point, she went from, because originally it went from prostitute to hooker to now, because at one point shortly before this, she was talking to Mark Hamill's character and was like, I'm not going to make it as a hooker here i have to be an escort so now she's made her way up to the tier of considering herself an escort before she winds out with this older gentleman at the casino yeah yeah so many career paths no, and she, she said th- there aren't any hookers in in vegas there aren't any they're escorts in vegas. they're all escorts that's why i was going wrong i'm gonna change my name i think i make the name Rosalind. and didn't she say something about denim was the wrong way to go to yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, she yeah. did you ever pick up a girl in denim yeah it's always gonna be a problem i need <laughs> get myself a little black number and one of those little ribbon chokas. That's the reason they call it a wife beta. Yeah. And she goes and gets her little velvet number and gets her choker. She is a woman who gets things done. That's right. She's too good for Mark Hamill there, I said it. Right? So yeah, then Mark Hamill goes to work and uh, he's working angry, just beating the shit out of a fender yeah. or something. And... <laughs> And then he's like welding two limos together. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he was fixing the limo style. It's like it was a mess. I don't know what the hell he was doing. And and I know Dan was going to critique all the welds at that point. I literally thought that to myself. Even I was like, I don't know what the hell he's doing, but he ain't welding. No. (laughs) All I can say is he's he's not very strong because him beating on that fender and it wasn't hardly denning it with the size of the hammer he was using. Yeah, it's just utterly weak. He's four and a half feet tall. Give him some it was, credit. It was that seventies domestic steel. That's yeah. true. Yeah, it's he like weighs ninety-seven ball. pounds. Come on, he wasn't using the force. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that night, like the owner of the place is like, hey, come on, it's beer o'clock. Let's go. And he's just working away like, all right, we'll just lock up when you're done. And like, as soon as they leave, he looks at his, uh, the stingray, which is still gold. And he has an idea and then he paints it and it's red again. And holy shit, it's going to be great. And I, I was thinking like, all right, cool. He opens the front of the garage, drives off, roll right? credits, guys. What do we, th- nope. Instead, he waits till the next morning for uh, Brian James and the other big henchman mechanic dude to open up. And then he tries to fight them and they're like oh, what are you doing and he hits one like, of them with a plastic around. fender yeah and then like <laughs> it was a bumper cover i think yeah and then he, he throws the tiniest wrenches i'm like come on it's a mechanic shop there's some big ass sledgehammers and wrenches Pick nope here's something. my 10 millimeter if you can dodge wrench you can dodge, <laughs> you can ball. dodge ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then he grabs that paint gun yeah blast the guy in the oh, face and i'm like well fuck dead. he's dead dude dead. i got <laughs> Cracked up. That is that. 1970s that candy apple red. He's, <laughs> you can see he died. The extra in his eyes popped up. Lacquer paint like, in the, the eyes. amount of metal flake that wound up in his freaking like in his nostrils. In the lungs, in his the eyeballs, brain, and, his yeah. tear ducts. Metal, metal flake is just paint glitter. He's gonna glitter all over himself now. He's gonna sparkle like a vampire. Ah! It was an improvement for his face. Good point. But yeah, so yeah, then he hops in the stingray and drives off. 
And then uh, he goes to the hotel where he knows uh, Annie Potts is doing her thing. Finds out where the room is. I forget how exactly. But well, because he got invited up earlier. Oh, that's right. He got like the room key or something. And he like kicks it open. And they're filming some sort of weird porno thing where she's in like one of those, you know, the room hot tubs. And she has flippers on. Whole and like a one piece bikini. Who are the senior citizens recording this? What oh, it was the, the, it was the sound guy was the... and the ca- it was the sound lady and the camera guy. It makes me wonder, like, if the whole scenario was—I don't know if you guys have seen Rat Race, where they—he's like in a tub with Pepto Bismol, you shave oh, yeah. type stuff. That's what I portrayed when I saw that scene of her in the tub with the scuba gear on type stuff. I'm like, how did this come to be? <laughs> how much is that going to cost? Uh, it's going to be about two thousand dollars. Who had two thousand dollars? Yes, <laughs> Mr. Tamagotchi had two thousand. The closest. <laughs> I'm eccentric. You know, and and he brought up Rat Race, and it's funny because I I love that movie, and I love anything with John Cleese. There's one line I always remember from that movie, and it's Lovitz when he's yelling, I don't want to work at the Home Depot! (laughs) My mind immediately goes there anytime somebody brings up that movie. Look, Lovitz is insane. Lovitz is also, like, brilliant on film. He's so good. Have you seen him on Holy Moly? That's all I'm going to say. I haven't, Mm. but we do own every season of The Critic. Oh, nice. Well, since there's only two, it's not that hard. (laughs) (laughs) The entire series. All 26 episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Look, what are we doing tomorrow? I'm just saying I want to watch the entirety of a franchise. She was scrolling through Voodoo, and it said, Bundle and Sage. She went, ooh! <laughs> Look, it was the vine of its time, okay? <laughs> yeah, so uh so he grabs Andy Potts, throw him over his shoulder, or drags her out. Literally drags her out kicking and screaming. With her flippers on. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. And they hop in the car and drive off. Woo! But the uh, owner of the the chop shop or whatever, he's just getting into work, you know, an hour later. He's management. Don't worry about it. And uh, he sees the guys like on death's door or whatever. So he hops in his, uh, was it a Camaro or something? It was a Firebird. Or Firebird? It was was awesome. That's what it was. It was all black. And it was awesome. It looked like a a Camaro with a GTO front end. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Okay. So it was like a weird little custom because I was trying to place it and couldn't quite do it. But but, yeah, yeah, it was like a Camaro uh, back end. Yeah. He catches up with them. I don't know, 100 miles outside of Vegas, you know, on the freeway there. He, he pulls a gun out and like yeah. starts firing at <laughs> through his own window. Oh I'm my like, God. Roll the window down, homie. His window was rolled down in a car with no air conditioning in the desert. I'm like, what? He was fueled by vengeance. Yeah, they chase around and like Kenny like pulls off the road, like goes into a quarry because he right? thought that was like, oh yeah, it's going to hook up with the interstate. And then it's I like a dead end. Like, oh, fuck. And then they end up on Route 666. Blue Diamond oh. Phillips is waiting for him. Oh, and the whole time uh, Annie Potts is just like, oh, he's trying to scam me so I'll get back with you. And it's just, not going to work. He's just trying to impress me and, and it's not working. And I'm like, the guy literally has fired like three rounds at yeah. you. Oh, and then she like jumps out the window and is like, bang, 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 big bad guy, I get it. <laughs> So what I liked about this scene, but then didn't like about the scene was that it felt like a complete ripoff of Sally Field and Burt Reynolds in Smoking the Bandit. Like, oh, absolutely. You know, so yeah. I was like, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm good with it. But then what got me, because continuity is always an issue with any movie. When we were watching it, even my wife pointed out, she goes, wait a minute, the car is filthy. And then suddenly on those aerial shots, it's completely clean. Like they had gone back to the car wash in the previous yeah. scenes. That was and, the left-hand drive car. Ah, that's one more than. 
like, yeah, that makes way more sense. And then it was suddenly dirty again. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. So okay. eventually yeah, he like doubles back and eventually is like, haha, here's the freeway. I do it all along. Basically, the freeway is like coming soon. I don't know. Like it stops a mile later. Turns around, they start playing chicken with the bad guy. And mm-hmm. I don't know, the bad guy pulls at the last minute and like rolls it. And, you know, they drive off into forever. But the bad guy then like crawls out of the car. Uh-huh. He's like injured. And when he pulled out the gun and like looked down the barrel, I'm like, right? no, <laughs> no, this is not how this movie is going to end. Yeah, I thought that would have been eat so that bullet. But instead he like then takes the gun, points it at the car because it's like uh, it, the horn's broken or whatever. So it's just making that. Uh... Pew! Boom! But Fucking wait, exploded. Horns run out of energy after like what thirty seconds? Yeah. Well, that is the like no, cars back then. If there's a connection, it'll blow until the battery. The horn will keep blowing until the battery. Dies. Okay, all that that none of that is important. I gotta ask Dan a very important question because he'll know the answer to this. Dan, how many cars can you blow up with a thirty-eight special? None without any any sort of like Tannerite or Pyrex or something. Ah, okay. I, it's, well, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, that, that was one of the things that when I saw that, I was like, that is such Hollywood BS. But, and they, they use C4 instead of plaster on one of the fenders. And- oh, that's how. Oh, my gosh. There you go. This is why he's got to give up his whole operation over two cars. Instead of using fiberglass, they replace it all with C4 to smuggle it across the country. Yeah, because yeah, you can't smuggle fiberglass. Uh- no, you can't. Smuggle I think she's, C4 she's saying they were smuggling. It. You replace the fiberglass with C4. That car is about to blow in like outside of Zizix. Very high turnover on mules. It's more explosive in an accident than a Pinto being rear-handed. Exactly. (laughs) You guys guys, get it. But you guys thought it was dark, you know, with him looking down the barrel of this 38 special. And I'm just kind of thinking to myself, there was a Tales from the Crypt episode where a guy gets left in the desert and the birds are circling around. If you guys remember that. That one I had, so creepy. I had a similar thought here because this guy, as you mentioned, he's injured. He's got the stanky leg. He's over a hundred miles from Silverado Auto Body Shop. And now he just blew up his only form of transportation, even if it was a clunker. So he's dying in the desert, right? Well, but the freeway is coming soon. So that means the construction crew is coming by. <laughs> yeah, bus right? will be by any minute. Someone will show up. Look, Las Vegas only has two seasons, winter and construction. <laughs> it's not winter. winter it's is not very called short. Corvette winter. <laughs> Maybe those dudes in the lowrider will catch him before he dies. You know what I mean? On the way back. I saw it as a fact him shooting it was a fact it was most likely also a stolen vehicle. So him shooting it was destroying evidence. Oh, that's actually a really good point. I did I did look it up as a fact it's a 71 Trans Am. Yeah. So Firebird. Screaming chicken. All right. By the way, that Corvette and those Trans Ams and Camaros all share a similar platform. So they're all very similar cars. They all have 200 horsepower. (laughs) <laughs> but i will say this i will say that this to you, to you mentioned this earlier steve the driving in that scene was actually really really good yeah. usually i find fault with a lot of those driving scenes some of those chase scenes i mean granted this didn't have like the seven ups type of chase scene or like bullet or something like that but it was short it was concise and it was clean like there wasn't anything like you know, dukes a hazard or anything like that so i've mad props to you know the team and the stuntmen for doing something that actually was pretty plausible the yeah, best car chase like- scene you've never heard of you would even see with like the transition when they like go from like the sand to the asphalt and stuff like there'd be a little like skirk you know and all that too so it's like oh yeah this is real driver and the drifting was really clean i was like whoever's behind the wheel is doing a good job so yeah well when you mentioned when he looked down the barrel of the 
pistol. Shortly before that is when Mark Hamill's character pulls up behind the big boulder and just by chance he comes to the other side and Annie Potts character hops up out and she's like, oh yeah. And you know, she's like, I'm not going to be scared by this because she thought it was just like something to scare her that Mark Hamill put on. And the dude starts shooting at her. So maybe that's how he was checking to see if there was still any ammo in it, which that's anyone right. who knows anything about firearms is a stupid way to check. Yeah. But... <laughs> the exact opposite way you should be doing yeah. it. <laughs> we call that the Tiger King method. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the Alec Baldwin method. Oh. <laughs> dark, dark, dark. All right. Speaking of dark, we're going Too back soon. to high school, guys. Because, yeah, Kenny pulls up there with his uh, new hooker girlfriend and uh, right? basically drops off this dusty-ass stingray. By the way, they've Godzilla's got plenty of money phone. for plenty of gas money. Apparently. Well, you know, she, they had to make a few stops at a gas station and she had to make some money. <laughs> I mean, she was in the scuba gear already, so. <laughs> it was some truck stop and she was a lot lizard on the way back. Oh, check it out. This bikini wipes right off. This neoprene is amazing. <laughs> and, and basically, like, he pulls the fire alarm. The whole school comes out. And the principal's like, what's going on here? Danny Benaducci's just running around in the background screaming. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if you guys saw it. He's just like, ah! I was ah! a family! Ah! Yeah. They said act natural and his ADD just kicked in. He's like, ah! Took two lines of coke. And, yeah. <laughs> so then... Was it off a of hooker's ass like in Wolf of Wall Street? Oh. Oh, it, it wasn't Annie Potts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve, that's not dust on that car. Oh, shit. <laughs> But yeah, basically, like, hands the keys to the principal. Like, well, yeah, what about the cops? Like, yeah, I didn't tell the cops. We should definitely inform the police. It's like, no, no, don't. That's very important. You, you, you get got your car back, back, Don't right? worry about it. Young lady, do you have anything to say about this? No. Nah. He grabs her flip-flops and her jeans and just walks off. Basically, from there, like, uh, someone brings him his diploma. That's where I'm like, oh, okay, so he graduated. All right, that's cool. And then he, like, walks after Eleanor, who's carrying her flip-flops and stuff. And he's like, uh, hey, you, with the funny walk. <laughs> <laughs> like a true romantic mm-hmm. and uh yeah they kiss and hug and i don't know walk off and then uh the car wash during the credits no car wash and no car that was a yeah, wet just... sanding <laughs> well and the weird thing is like when the teacher's talking to him at one point he's like i need you to tell me what i need to hear or something something along the lines of that and it's like what the hell do you want him to say you know that was like that part in ferris bueller he's like well that's how it is in that family <laughs> <laughs> super creepy like it's like oh, okay yeah so guys would you recommend this movie yeah uh, for enjoyment or as punishment what do i get to pick <laughs> I, either way if it's punishment I mean. no you know in all honesty i actually enjoyed it like we laughed we had a good time my wife and i watched it together we talked about it as well and it was fun it was stupid it was campy there were some redeeming things like some of these movies you go into and you're like oh god this is gonna hurt it wasn't bad would i watch it again Maybe not. I don't know who I would recommend it to, so I don't know how to answer would I or not. Any thoughts, fans? So you wouldn't because you wouldn't just like call up your friend and be like, oh my God, have you seen Corvette Summer? No. You know that new movie you're looking for? Well, watch this. How about you, Matt, man? <laughs> I, I mean, I recommended it to Eric without even watching it. So, I mean... <laughs> 
Remember the Punisher <laughs> part we were talking about? Yeah. <laughs> when I look at older movies, like this, I take into consideration when it was made, the way things were done. It's a 70s, early 80s mentality movie. And one of the big things that I took away from is like, much like the original Gone in 60 Seconds and older movies, there was that fraud aspect of insurance, which I always see these movies and I'm wondering, was the insurance fraud that big of a problem back then that they kept making movies about it? Because it's an ongoing theme. <laughs> all in all, being a car, I enjoyed it for the cars in it, although the Corvette was horrible and Vanessa was definitely the star when it comes to the cars. A thousand percent, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Other than the square body suburban, because hey, it's a square body. <sighs> <laughs> Nice. Well, yeah, it sounds like, uh, uh, yeah, I'd recommend it. How about you, babe? I would. And as you guys said, Vanessa is like the star of this movie. And I would almost count this as a vansploitation film, which is a genre. As we've mentioned a few examples, I highly recommend you guys look up the 1970s short-lived vansploitation genre. We talked about The Van and Super Van and its sequels. There's also CB Hustlers, Love Truck, Van Nuys Boulevard. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, there's a whole bunch of them specifically from like 1970 to like 1979 it's just movies with vans like explain the genre for those the genre don't is know. like young people on adventures in vans yeah it, oh, it's okay. like teenagers trying to get laid because they souped up their van and they go to a party and hijinks and do- or, or they go to a van festival or a van festival yeah 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 <laughs> So Scooby-Doo meets American Pie. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, there's, uh, was it Supervan? It's like, oh yeah, a teenager and his, his scientist friend developed this ultimate AI <laughs> van with like weapons. Like it's something out of James Bond. Takes it out on the weekend for a weekend of hijinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I did see on Wikipedia it's noted Van Nuys Boulevard is considered the most technically correct van film. So if you're looking for the vehicles and the technical correctness, uh, like I look for accuracy when I watch movies like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a stickler for the facts. I knew you guys would uh, find that very important fact. Nice. Well, speaking of nerdy things, we basically went through most of the fun facts I had, except $9 million budget, $15.5 million worldwide gross. It's a hit! And uh, any guesses what the critics thought on Rotten Tomatoes? What percentage of them thought it was a good movie? Is this with 2022 inflation, or are we talking about 1970s ratings? <laughs> I'm guessing since 2000, if it's Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I don't know. What's what's the number? It's 56% with the critics, so just under fresh officially. Audience score, though, 43%. That's not bad. This movie was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. Annie Potts is fucking adorable. I it's mean... Gen- genuinely funny there's some genuinely good driving so i got a question since we love any pots in this movie mark hamill whatever right i think he brought the fame and notoriety obviously he's riding that star wars high there or or Mm. the cocaine high we're not really sure which but (laughs) who would we replace mark hamill with if we were to recast this film really no 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 come on no here's the thing Um, i don't think mark hamill does a bad job at being a dopey sort of dumb teenager. There's nobody else though from that era that you could replace him with? Yeah, I don't know. Kurt Russell. (laughs) Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Wait, is it Matthew McConaughey like six at this time? Yeah, I, I was gonna say, right? Probably, I don't know. <laughs> I have to go and get my cars. My car, Why did you come in bed with me? All right, all I don't right, know. Right. But, see, but see, he was 27 years old playing a 16, 17 year old. So let's say 18 since he graduated. Are oh, we, yeah, that's right. I graduated at 17. To, are we to gonna whatever. be mad about the ages? And if we are, then are we gonna talk about like 90210 or, or well, any well, of no, that? No, no, no. 
what I'm saying, I don't have a problem that I'm saying he looked a lot younger than 27. So who in that time frame? I don't think Kurt Russell probably looked 18. Yeah, yeah I guess he was, was 27. Yeah, I guess the thing was like two years later. So yeah, good point. Yeah, God, 70s teenager. Ooh, Leaf Garrett. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm trying to think teenagers I know in the 70s. Jodie Foster. <laughs> <laughs> Same Jodie Foster and Annie Potts. I'd watch it. You know what? That's the Vanessa sequel. Jackie yeah. Earl Haley. <laughs> I, my, I was thinking Tom Selleck for a minute, but then I'm like, oh, it's just another episode of Magnum P.I. So no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, because this character was too dumb, right? There were multiple instances where he showed he was not the brightest crayon. In, the sharpest tool in the box. Really we cast him. Peter Falk walking around with his Columbo trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Peter Falk's definitely the shop teacher. Oh, yeah. 100%, 100%. Oh, guys, I got it. Kevin Bacon, that fresh off like oh, Animal House. Oh, yeah. Okay. There that's we go. Yeah, I can do there that. You go. You're welcome. <laughs> Except for here's the problem. Like, Annie Potts looks like an actual child next to him. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Yeah. Don't make it don't make it weird, Izzy. Don't make yeah. it weird. Okay. I'm just saying this adds to the budget because we have to like to shoot oh, perspective. And, and, and playing Kevin Bacon's mom, Kira Sedgwick. <laughs> <laughs> Got her. Now, if we if we did this movie today, I would put Emma Stone, like in Cruella, in the place of Annie Potts. If we were gonna recast this, you just today. want to see her as a hooker. I understand. I well, you it. know, hey, whatever. It's all good. I mean, sure, she's like in her late 30s but <laughs> i get it we just do the stranger things thing it's uh oh, 11 go. and uh finn wolfhard or whatever the two people yeah billy bobby brown and Wait, finn wolfhard you guys 18 yet <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome but yeah that's uh that's all we got guys uh, i don't know a- yeah. any important lessons we learned from this movie since that's our, our yeah. podcast anything you learned from movie i think i learned that i can probably keep up on foot with a c3 corvette so uh you know we're going to test yeah. this theory out <laughs> So here's here's a little one for cars in the movie because I'm digging through looking at some stuff here. There was a 73 Stutz Blackhawk in it. No, really? Yeah, Yeah, it's there on the strip during one of the scenes. It's white. Oh, nice. By the way, this is one of the funkiest 70s cars ever. Like celebrities like Elvis had one and whatever. Dan wrote a whole article about it. We'll share it with with our audience. We'll actually bring it back out from the grave. Do a little throwback throwback Thursday. It's a G body that had, if I recall correctly, Italian influence on the designing of it. But it was basically a Monte Carlo chassis and it had the exhaust coming out, you know, running down the side of it. So oh yeah oh shit that looks like um that looks like the car yeah the car yeah a little it's, modified it's a pimp pim- so. mobile yeah a little bit of cruella deville in there as well but oh yeah, yeah, yeah i can see it it's like the european cousin of the car yeah the way it looks <laughs> yeah, like the stylish english version yeah have yeah, you yeah, folks okay. seen the car no what is that oh it's a it's a killer car movie it's like uh people in the middle of the desert being chased by a sentient car chasing them down yeah i think it's from like 77 78 77 i I feel like maybe that's a great uh, they did a remake of it too didn't James they? Rollins in it yeah. yeah two bicyclists are run down by a strange black car in the desert near a small town in Utah this is just the first in a series of hit and run murders Sheriff Wade Parents James Brolin is called to investigate and his deputy <laughs> Everett John Marley is killed by the black sedan that's right that's the movie with the, the music from The Shining the yes. bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yeah they built this cool big custom car for it the car is like often referred to as the brother of Christine 
Oh, okay. I've seen that movie. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking up pictures of it right now. It's, it's like a modified a, Lincoln Continental or something. Definitely a menacing looking uh, front end on it. Right? It's a fun, bad, cheesy horror movie. Have a couple of drinks and have some fun watching it. Well, Stephen Izzy, it's a pleasure to get together with you guys as always. And it sounds like we might have some other films that maybe we can get together and review in the future. So it's always good, you know, to get oh, the petrol heads together with the movie buff. So I appreciate you guys inviting us back and, and doing this. It was, it was absolutely a lot of fun so for your listeners for the folks that are listening to this we are available on all your favorite podcatchers to use steve's term (laughs) under break fix or you can also search grand touring and you can find us on the web at gtmotorsports.org or on social media at grand touring motorsports that's g-r-a-n with no d touring motorsports so yeah thanks for having us guys it's been fantastic and uh are you in social media at all i am you can find me everywhere at untidy venus that's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm an artist. I sell my arts and goods and wares over at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can see works in progress, pictures of my pets, shots from our mountain over on my Instagram and on my Facebook and occasionally on my Twitter at untidyvenus. I also have a Patreon where I'm putting together some little like really easy how-to videos to get started on your own basic art. I have a sticker of the month club, all kinds of fun stuff at untidyvenus on Patreon. How about you, Steve? Where can we find you? Excuse me, as Eric said, you can find us on all your favorite podcatchers under Everything I Learned From Movies, or you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at E-I-L-F Movies. That's Everything Everything I Learned From Movies. movies. But not Instagram, because fuck those guys. Somebody hacked in my account. They're not helping us get it back. Apparently a uh, Utah ID is not a valid ID in the eyes of (laughs) Instagram, so they don't know who owns it. Be careful in that metaverse, people. Go ahead uh, and block and report that account, because they'll just ask you for $120. Yeah, and hit us up on Twitter because that's the one I really check because that's the one that works at EILF Movies. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And we're Break Fix. Yeah. yeah. And this is Everything <laughs> I Learned From Movies. No, wait, it's not. It's oh, Everything it's... I Learned From Break Fix. Break Fix. <laughs> I'm just throwing it in. It's <laughs> <laughs> our new jingle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to do the auto tune. Everything I learned from break fakes. Break fakes. If you like what you've heard and want to learn more about GTM, be sure to check us out on www.gtmotorsports.org. You can also find us on Instagram at Grand Touring Motorsports. Also, if you want to get involved or have suggestions for future shows, you can call or text us at 202-630-1770 or send us an email at crewchief at gtmotorsports.org. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, everybody. Crew Chief Eric here. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Break Fix, and we wanted to remind you that GTM remains a no annual fees organization, and our goal is to continue to bring you quality episodes like this one at no charge. As a loyal listener, please consider subscribing to our Patreon for bonus and behind-the-scenes content, extra goodies, and GTM swag. For as little as $2.50 a month, you can keep our developers, writers, editors, casters, and other volunteers fed on their strict diet of Fig Newtons, Gummy Bears, and Monster. Consider signing up for Patreon today at www.patreon.com forward slash gtmotorsports. And remember... Without fans, supporters, and members like you, none of this would be possible.